Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, what's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode four. 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 (laughs) Of the Low Mid Podcast. Uh, I'm your, well, I'm one of your hosts, Huey Revolution. And here with me, as always, is my two homies and, uh, you know, business partners. Start on my right with... Ramil, what's up, man? And on my left, we got... Young... I was was finna say something funny, but yeah, it's your boy Nemo. Uh, Yeah, we in here chilling a little bit. All right. So we got a real good show lined up for you guys today. We're going to start with the trending topics of the week. Then we're going to get into our top three list of the day, which is top three movies. Top three Ooh, movies. Hard this ass one, list. This one was hard. We had to narrow this down for a good two weeks. Yeah. I, I like figured out my third one this morning. <laughs> I figured out. I figured out my, my third one. Yeah. This morning, too. Like as we're at the internship and shit. Okay. <laughs> like two minutes ago. Yeah. All right. And then after that, we got our show and tell topics. And then we got a album review, uh, Quadeca voice memos for you guys. So stick around for all of those things. You know what I'm saying? Let's just jump right into it. Unfortunately, the first story that we're going to talk about today uh, is very sad. Calling it one of the nation's darkest days, a gunman attacked two mosques while hundreds of Muslims were praying. The man who is claiming responsibility and charged with murder is an extreme right wing white supremacist who live streamed the attack, saying it was aimed at immigrants. So here's what we know right now. At least 49 people were killed, 48 more wounded, multiple IEDs discovered attached to vehicles and three people are now in custody. Jeez. Uh, what also makes this um, incident particularly interesting is that he live streamed it for 19 minutes. And in addition to that, according to uh, ABC News, the, the country of New Zealand has never seen a terrorist attack before. Before that. Day. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's actually surprising. Fucking oh, and, and, and another fact that I looked up when I was looking at him and, you know, them bringing him into the court because they believe that he enacted this by himself. He threw up a white nationalist hand symbol in court. So, yeah, he's not an extremist. He's a white supremacist. He's a terrorist. Like You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, he's a, a legitimate terrorist. And we have uh, to like emphasize that because the media is covering it as a shooting, yeah. not really. A there have been some attack. media sources that have been highlighting it as a shooting in their titles and stuff, and not you know, you know, there's something that gives more gravity to it when you call it like it is, like white supremacist terrorist, not white just like terrorist. a shooter, the shooter, the because the they they keep it like, so you know vague mean? when they use when they do that. You know what I'm saying? Because a shooting could be anything. Yeah, like, go to the gun the range, shooter be a shooter. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nah, paint him the same yeah. way you would paint this anybody else, and the same way he's painting him. Himself, throwing up white supremacist hand symbols in court. Did y'all know that? Um, I think they blurred his face in the uh, mugshot, but it was reported that he was smiling during the mugshot when he threw up that white supremacist symbol on some melee shit. Oh no! Of like you know what I'm saying? He don't give a fuck about none of the shit he just did. Like I heard oh, that. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I heard that. Um, as he was like, as the body count was rising while he live streamed it with people on his live stream celebrating that of shit. Course. So of course, in addition to that, um, New, New Zealand. 
has immediately announced that they're going to be tightening their gun laws because he he was a registered gun owner. So the guns he used, he purchased them legally, which is something yeah. else I did not know. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, he also wrote a manifesto about the incident and the mailed fuck? that uh, to certain people of importance ahead of time. The shooter, who appears to have been from Australia, is linked to a 74-page manifesto filled with white supremacist rhetoric. In the manifesto, he's just talking about why he's going to do this, like how he feels about Muslims and immigrants and, you know, all that, this That's shit. what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, okay, so um, what exactly was it? A manifesto is just like a proclamation of what you're going to do. A manifesto, it's kind of like, an, uh, it's like writing out your ideology, Okay, like, and your reasoning for why you're about to do what you're about to do, basically. Because, like, uh, Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. or no, Ted Krasinski, um, he has a manifesto, and that's him talking about how he thinks that the world should just be complete and utter, uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do I say it? What's, what's anarchy? Mm. And so that's, like, you know, he's writing about why he believes certain things, and, you know, it's just, it's just horrible, man, uh, that this shit is going on so frequently nowadays and then on such a a, a cataclysmic scale yeah. up to where it's like at a church at a at mosque two mosques like at three, two mosques. Miles, three yeah. miles apart yeah two miles apart yeah i forgot it was two mosques it's it's just extremely sad so wait did he just did he just literally kill these people because they were muslim at 1:42 p.m. local time witnesses say a man dressed all in black entered the masjid al nur mosque shooting an automatic weapon people were running out i saw some people uh, had blood on that's pretty, pretty much like on a general scale like, he killed yes, them because, because of, they, of who they were of no other reason just because of the religion They're Muslim practice. and he said something about immigrants or some some shit like that mm, that's, that's and you got Trump trying to build a wall trying to keep the country safe and you got and you, people that are members of the country are doing this shit exactly the people that you are trying to keep out are the ones that are he, being attacked he is Australian the guy that did this is oh Australian. he's Australian he was not a member of the uh, the city of which it took place but he's Australian like he, you know, this global. He's a layer. He's an international white supremacist. <laughs> that's that's so fucking disgusting. And yeah, like, so like all three of us, we just want to give like our prayers and condolences to the families and the people affected by this horrible tragedy. For sure, uh, you know that shit. Just it how sucks. do you even comprehend this level of insanity and cruel and cruelness and heartlessness? Like, bro, I I literally can't comprehend it like it's just i read it and it's i can't even process Bro, it imagine like it's so horrible like imagine there are family members that are still trying to hear back word like oh was my was my child or yeah husband father or spouse whoever yeah seeing this clip of this guy talk about how his wife ran up to him with blood on her shirt talking about what happened and it's just uh, over the past couple of years, if y'all have noticed, like it's just been like it seems like it's been like one of these big shootings every year, ever yeah. since the Dylan Roof thing. Mm-hmm. Like just by white supremacists in general, because it was the Dylan Roof thing. I believe that came first, and then it was the you remember that in the Florida club, that gay club that yeah. got shot up by that um by that, that terrorist same guy, yeah, same type of guy. And then now in New Zealand at a church, once two again mosques. at at, at two churches. I'm sorry, thank you. Uh, mosques, mosque, mosque. Yeah. Fuck, at two mosques. At these religious institutions that people are getting killed at, people come here to pray and to worship right, their beliefs, the and you getting killed shit. or supposedly, and now it's like, bro, you can't even go to a fucking religious institution without getting shot. Oh, and yeah, the uh, there was also issued uh, for anyone who's a Muslim not to go to a mosque until they hear back word from the, uh, I think the chiefs over 
that area. Just over from, there? From the government. Yeah, over okay. there they were saying, you know, imagine how fucked up that is. Exactly. Like, you're the, like... Like, you can't even go to the mosque until the government tells you, like, okay, we think the situation is under control. And they're going to start um, putting more police out on the streets and just everywhere. Because, of course, I, you know. Yeah, and it's like, if I'm not mistaken, like, I think New Zealand, it, it may, like, um... It was this girl I used to know that used to go to Georgia State who's from Europe and stuff like that. And I think this applies to New Zealand as well. I'm not sure, but I like I believe that the like you know how the police Don't operates carry here. Guns over there. Yeah, like the, the the New Zealand kind of whole energy is not gun centric like it is here. You know what I'm saying? It's not so pro gun over there where they feel like they have to carry firearms because usually it's supposed to be considered a generally a safe place where you don't need that kind of shit. Yeah. But now after this incident where 50 people got killed in two mosques and it's like now they're taking more measures for security purposes now because it's like dang now we have to be kind of more gun savvy and like you know what i'm saying here's a statement from ap news um new zealand a country so peaceful that police officers rarely carry guns that's yeah so yeah it was it was new zealand yeah the deadliest shooting in modern new zealand history because apparently, yeah, like you said, in that cold, they just don't have a lot of gun issues over yeah, there. Yeah, peaceful. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. Fuck, yeah. man. Just, Fuck that guy yeah. forever, bro. For real, like, man. oh my gosh, bro. Like, you need, like, he's the I'm worst kind of human being. immediately able to get him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if anybody else was involved with this, I hope they immediately get them to. And I hope they are prosecuted to the fullest extent. I think he needs. I, if, I don't know what their judicial system is like, but if they he have asked the fucking chair, I'm about to say yeah. yeah. If they have like a, a, a death penalty, I believe he should get the death penalty. Fuck him yeah. forever. You know like horrible condolences out to the family members. Just some some sad news, but you know. You got any extra thoughts on it, emo? Is it? It's just really disgusting. Like how how this is even still a thing right you know and the fact that he's live streaming it i'm saying as well that that just adds like bragging to, about the shit and just, then that just adds on to like this 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 savage uh twist of of the whole fucking tale like yeah like come on Nick, like, and then <laughs> will will people start now maybe opening their eyes to the to um like crap well forget what i was going to say there let me re <laughs> reorganize my words they're calling they co- usually call like muslims the terrorists and then look at what's happened happen yeah look at yeah you know what, you know what i'm saying, saying? If this was a muslim guy and he did a shooting on two churches what do you think he oh my gosh called i would have been it would have been war on muslims again yeah which mm-hmm. they're already is already they're is but find it, a way to spin this yeah to make them look bad like it's just like come on let people are praying in peace like can can they just it's just fucked up it's just this situation just has so many parallels to the damn Dalen Roof situation and it's like it like these like and they're yeah, well, I think and, and I think it's like a specific reason they're picking religious institutions because if you like from a shooter standpoint you're thinking like there's not going to be any arms of defense at a religious institution yeah which there should be but now you think at a church people are in our peaceful mood they're praying there's positive energy and you go up there and you fuck it all up if you go in and shoot everybody now there's probably gonna have to be into yeah you would think you wouldn't because like oh this is just a peaceful spot like there's not like you know we come here to pray and respect one another and stuff like that but yeah hopefully just you know the i don't know i don't even know what to say it's just sad but prayers out to everyone involved in that um situation and yeah 
Yeah, just condolences to the people who are affected, and yeah. I wish them, I wish them the best, the best, the very best. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next topic, which is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. In this past, in this past week, so if you don't know, Russell Westbrook was involved in an incident with um, three other. Jazz fans, three other white jazz fans. Let me be specific. How it started was a um, young young man and his wife in the stands told me uh, to get in on my knees like he used to, and for me that's just completely disrespectful uh, to me. Um, I think it's racial. Um, I think it's just inappropriate. So naturally, Russell Westbrook, as he should have, reprimanded both of them and said. situation it just shows how like people that are fans and they think they can just talk to celebrities and athletes any kind of way and they think that just because you're like you have this label of being an athlete or a celebrity that you won't respond back or that you can't respond back or whatever nigga fuck that at the end of the day you're a human you know what i'm saying like you yeah. shout out some disrespectful shit it was racially motivated it was racist for you to say it and you knew it was racist yeah. the jazz band keisel after reviewing video from last night's game and interviewing witnesses they wrote in part the band is based on excessive and derogatory verbal abuse directed at a player. The Utah Jazz will not tolerate fans who act inappropriately. I think Russell got fined. Wasn't it like 25K or Which 75K? is like I've taken a penny out of a dollar for him. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he got fined like 25K. And for, then I, for doing what? For, for threatening them? Yeah, yeah threatening you know what I'm saying? Just engaging him and stuff like that. Because mm. that's his professional setting. Yeah. So, like, you know what I'm saying? He's at work, essentially. He's at work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's his workplace. So, you, you know, you can't really have him, like, conducting himself like that, even though all of us feel like he was justified in what he said. Yeah. And then, um, so the fan, they got banned. Um, and then another fan got banned for life, too, by shouting, by calling him boy during the same incident. They got banned for life? Yeah. Okay, cool. He's, they called him boy. And y'all know that's a term that they use for grown black men coming up in the South and in America in general. Even if you're 85 years old, they call you a boy. So that's very disrespectful. Yeah. Emasculate yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, my whole thoughts on it basically is just like Russell Westbrook. I, 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 of course, I'm on his side naturally um, because I felt like he just. What is he supposed to do in a situation like? Like I understand the side of yeah, this is your workplace and you have to conduct yourself a certain way, and maybe he could have handled it differently. But from a humanistic standpoint, and as a man, and with your pride and ego, as a black man, as too. a black man, especially, you know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like it hit a different. It hits a different nerve. You know what I'm saying? It, it hit yeah. a it hit a damn different nerve. And so. Yeah, you know that he was just fucking pissed off. You know what I'm saying? He's at, and then it's a sh- he's at his professional environment, and people are coming to him yelling this type of shit at him. So like, obviously that's gonna piss him off. Yeah. And I'm glad he clarified um, in the interview. You said like, you know, that he's not finna hit no woman because you know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm I'm quite sure he didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said he, he didn't. Did. He was just. You know, in the heat of the moment, people are saying, get back on your knees like you used to and shit like that. Like, you're just going to yell some shit that you may not mean. You're just pissed off, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, like, also, like, 
in that like when he said like yeah I, I i didn't i didn't never think that he meant he was gonna hit his wife i think people just kind of like took that on face value because it's kind of like yeah. when he said you and your wife like he's talking to you and your wife like i think that's what he was like yeah trying to convey but then yeah. he said it right after he said that line so it was kind of like oh people thought that he was going to beat up his wife too yeah no nah, i'm glad i'm glad he did clarify that though because that could have been yeah, that could that, that could have pulled people away yeah. from his side and just been like oh no he's a woman beater it could have turned into a whole thing right mm-hmm. so but yeah man like that, that was that was bullshit I'm glad the fan got banned for life. Um, Me too, yeah. And, like, that's just, you know, and I've heard, um, I've read vaguely in that area, like, in that community, there's been a history of, like, Donovan Mitchell, even the star of the team that is in the city, um, has, like, reported people yelling racial slurs at him and, like, being disrespectful towards him. And he plays for the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, as black athletes especially, you know, going back to the days of Jackie Robinson, we've always had to deal with people talking shit to us and, like, being racist towards us and, you know, in in the uh, area of sports. And being, and, like, bro, it's like people are paying to see you not maybe not even see you but like as just in principle as an NBA player people pay to come see you play and it's like they they just feel like they have the right to disrespect you because they pay for a ticket and it's like bro I'm still I'm not no like I'm a human human being being. first you know what I'm saying I'm not no fucking like experiment that you're just coming to watch like I'm not no robot you know what I'm saying I'm a human being with feelings and I have emotions and shit and like that's that shit was fucked up. I'm glad they got fined and yeah. got some consequences that shit's behind that. Shit's unacceptable shit. in 20 fucking 19. Like yeah, ban ban them niggas for life. You dig? Exactly. Straight up. Um, next we got a a pretty a pretty big topic in the sports world. Another one. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the Odell trade. Breaking news from the NFL. A blockbuster involving Odell Beckham Jr. The Giants have agreed to trade their star wide receiver to the Browns for a first-round pick, the 17th overall in next month's draft, as well as a third-round pick and Jabril Peppers, the 25th overall pick in 2017. Odell Beckham. Big shit. Big shit. Now... For those of you that don't really care about sports, like me, <laughs> like Huey, but it's let, good, bro. We're gonna make you care today. All yeah, right. let me. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me explain. Right. Let me explain why this is significant in the sports world. So, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Damn, nigga. No, I'm fucking. <laughs> so, like in this day and age, Odell is considered one of the top five wide receivers in the league, right? Do you consider him that? Yeah, he, he he's is. is he top three or top five? Bro? He's, he's top five. He's top five. Top five, not top three. Not yet, at least. Yeah, not not yet, at least. So, the fact that he's going to a team like the Browns is is just is mind boggling. Let me explain where the Browns came from. So the Browns, they're they're literally like the worst team in the league for history. They've just been on the they just been on the bad end of the stick for decades. Like they haven't won a championship in over sixty years. That's before the Super Bowl was even I exists. thought it was nineteen eighty nine. No. That's the last time they went to the AFC conference championship. And the last time they made the playoffs was general was like two thousand three, right? Yeah, two thousand three, sixteen years ago. So these niggas God damn these niggas was ass. Browns. These niggas Browns. are ass. Yeah, and plus they also had the whole thing where uh their their fucking team moved and became the Ravens and then they had to remake the Browns okay. yeah. and when they remade the Browns they, were, they weren't they were even the same Browns they were just trash yeah <laughs> they're <year>. even worse <laughs> yeah so so now we're finally starting to see some progression with the new Browns because last year was the first time in a long time where they even got some superstar players to come there because whenever they would try to get them they, they were not really fucking with it and by superstar I mean 
superstar NFL players, not superstar college players. Mm-hmm. So now that now that OBJ is coming back and back to the stars that they got, they got one of the stars they got last year was Jarvis Landry, big now, time receiver. Bro. Yeah, and Jarvis Landry and Odell they went to the same college, LSU. Yeah, so they were teaching each other how to perfect the one handed catch. So now that they're about to come back and like do all this, all this all, man. Basically, the Browns are about to be fired. They, they got <laughs> they got they got Baker Mayfield at quarterback, straight up, and he's a Heisman Trophy winner, a Heisman Trophy that's basically MVP of college football. Yeah, so I know what that. That is <laughs> like, don't disrespect for, me like that, that. But for the people that don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And so, what I'm trying to say is, the Browns is they're friend to be five. Yeah, they're friend to be five. People are they're predicting that they go to the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl wow, within the next five the, years. Wow. Okay. That's how great o- Odell and saying, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and it's not even, not even just off of Odell. It's just the whole, three of them. They got a big team. three in football, low yeah, key, because it's Jarvis, so Odell, and Baker, bro. And plus, they got many other people. Uh, they also got Kareem Hunt, and he's fired too. He's fired too, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna be out for half of the year because of suspension. They're gonna be six and zero when he come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know because like I know the Browns offensively look good, but on the defensive side, I'm not really. Too they've deep. been imp- they've been improving on that too. They got Miles Garrett. If the defense can just be average they can go deep into the playoffs bro because obj and um jarvis them, them niggas are hungry bro like hungry. and baker bro and breakers only breakers are only entering his sophomore year right yeah this is bro second season they all young they all hungry and they all talented as hell bro like i think i don't know cleveland cleveland could at least go to this to this um divisional at the very least bro what's yeah. the browns mascot uh, a dog, a bulldog, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind. Of, I'm trying to tell you, like that. They're a pretty like sad franchise. I think yeah. they were. They were <laughs> for the, for a long time. <laughs> just, they yeah. were considered like just generally like if you just had any kind of NFL common sense, you just knew the Browns weren't doing shit that year. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You just like they were long. They were like for a long time considered the worst team in football. Just and it even just is what it is. Even when they had like a good season, which was like 2007, they won 10 games, but they didn't even make it to the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, that, that so. damn that division was tough as hell. <laughs> y'all won ten games out of sixteen. And y'all niggas still didn't go. <laughs> God damn, yo, I, I, like how does the owner feel, nigga? We done won ten games out of sixteen, and we still ain't going. We still going home. We still got to clean up them damn lockers, nigga. God damn. All right, yeah. So, so what's y'all personal opinion on y'all? Do, do y'all like the Browns or? Okay, oh, well, so for me. The Browns have low-key been my second favorite team Mm. because I'm just so eager to see that rebuild. And now that it's actually happening... They're like the underdogs coming back. Yeah. Exactly. Because... Bro, the Browns don't win, bro. So like, <laughs> the Browns don't win. They don't slogan. win, bro. The Browns don't win, bro. It's literally a case of them possibly going from zero to hero. Ex- exactly, bro. That's pretty big for the sports world. Yeah, that's like because, if one of us went from who we are to like Jay Z or some shit. Well, that's gonna happen. Yeah, and it's and, well, yeah, and it's, and let's go back to to Odell because coming from where he was, he he came from the New York Giants, and last season trash. The, fuck. Last season <laughs> the Giants tired. Last season the Giants. Were pretty trash. Odell was like, he was like making fun of the quarterback at one point Bruh. because like 
keep in mind their quarterback has won two Super Bowls, but last year he he was just trash. Eli should Eli should retire. Yeah, he he should retire, but they're not getting a quarterback this year. Yeah, they're not. So they have, they're stuck with Eli they're stuck at with this Eli. point, and he has two 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 way in the past Super Bowls. Like these these are not recent. Like they haven't been good since they haven't been decent since the second one, and that was like seven eight years ago, right? Yeah. I was rooting for them in both those Super Bowls, by yeah, the way, because fuck New England. Fuck the Patriots. But um, you feel me? And it's like OBJ, like he became a superstar off that one, off that, you know, that we all know that one handed catch. Yeah. One of the best catches I've ever seen in my fucking life. And then it's like, and that, bro, it's, you know, it's crazy because in real time, that, um, that, um, that, ta- that catch didn't even count. It was a flag on the plate and he still made like one of the greatest catches of yeah. all time. And I mean, so he, he just kind of became a superstar in general from there. Yeah. So he, he's making a one handed catch falling down while a nigga is tackling him, Huey. That, that's, <laughs> that's why this shit is crazy. And, and it was three flags thrown on the plate. Three flags. And he does this like every day. He makes a one handed catch every day. This shit is not easy to do. Like a, a football is like oblong it, shape and that weird shit as hell. Easy, bro. He's <laughs> trademarked the fucking one handed catch. I could do that. He's trademarked the one handed catch, yeah, bro. Him, him and Landry. So. You, you could do that shit better than Odell Dodd. Yes, bro. Okay. Okay. Shit. Okay. Shit, well, well, first of all, that wasn't even one handed catch. He used three fingers to catch the ball. So oh, yeah. Well, I true. could do it with two. Two fingers? I could do it with one, bro. Why ain't you on the Browns then, bro? Come on now, nigga. We need to get you on the Browns, nigga. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Finger catch, bro. Finger catch, bro. That's and he's done like he does that shit. He does do that shit routinely though. And like ever since I don't know, the Browns, I'm just excited because I'm not gonna lie, I am not a Browns fan. I'm an Odell fan. But mm-hmm. I'll be rooting for the Browns this season because I want to see Odell get a chip before he retires, at least one. Yeah. Um and, and I'll be and plus not you even see him get some chips. Yeah, chips. Chip. Yeah, What's like that? like rings. Or rings. Whatever. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, you don't know sports talking about a championship, Huey. <laughs> a championship. I'm sorry, sir. So some Doritos, but but not even about the Browns. Think about the city of Cleveland and how sad their sports history has been. Well, yeah, it, up until 2016, they were shitty because exactly. Cleveland when the Cavaliers won the championship that year, we, they was lit. Their only star was LeBron. LeBron, LeBron was the most important thing that ever happened to Cleveland in the city's history. Fuck yeah. sports. What else did you know Cleveland for except for LeBron? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Outside of a couple other, uh, outside, outside of a couple other uh, musical acts, Cleveland didn't really have much to offer. So this is really good for Cleveland. Yeah, the city. Odell's oh, going to be their new LeBron. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. But it, hopefully. but the thing is, like it, him and um him and Jarvis are b- both top six like wide receivers. He said top six for Jarvis Landry. Ooh. Is he top three or top five? I'm getting to Jarvis Landry. I would, put, I would put him at top 15. Top 15? Top 15. Well, he, well, OBJ could elevate him. Well, the, the, the thing is, they'll be such a great like tandem. They'll be such a great tandem, man. Yeah, like It's going to be like that offense is going to be must-see. Because yeah, they're best friends in college, and they were shitting on people. Like, like Just imagine college. going to the team with your homie. Y'all both in the league making millions, and now you get traded. No, you didn't pick to go there. You got traded there kind of like it's a by chance thing when it's trades and sports so you got traded there and it's like you walk into the locker room you see that nigga packing up his shit and then you just like guess who to walk to the motherfucker was like my nigga came and play with me dog like this gotta yeah. be cool as fuck and like then, and then think about what the browns had to give up to even get odell oh they, so what did they give up though they gave up a first round draft pick for this year <laughs> they gave up a third round draft pick for i think next year mm-hmm. and they gave up jabril peppers who is uh, a safety <laughs> jabril and they also and they also took on obj's contract which is not cheap it's not uh, he just got a bro he just got a, a mega deal like 80 million dollars or some shit like yeah that. like a, he, he got 
got a big contract. That's loyal money, though. He, he's the highest paid receiver in the league. That ain't shit. And now the Browns have to <laughs> just sit on everything. He was like, "Fuck it." So nah. they need to make they need to make all these moves come. They just need they, to win. Yeah, they need be, to. They need their return on the investment will be a Super Bowl ring, straight yeah. up. So moving on to the top three, we got our top three movies. Top Ooh, top three movies this week time. of all time. Jesus Christ! Ooh, Christ! Jesus Christ! And we're, and we're film majors. We watch a lot of fucking movies. <sighs> yeah, man. yeah, we do. And we're very different people, so we watch a lot of different movies. <laughs> with some, with, I'm be mad if all if we all pick like SpongeBob again. <laughs> <laughs> the SpongeBob movie is my favorite fucking movie of all time. Fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> the Arthur movie. The Arthur movie. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch the movie. Uh, well, Lilo and Stitch the movie was just Lilo and Stitch. Well, well it, it came out. Well, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, it was Stitch yeah, the movie. Right, I'm sorry, right. it was Stitch the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Stitch oh, yeah. has a glitch. Stitch, and the Stitch has a glitch. All right, which well, I like that one. So who wants to go first? Fuck it, I'll go first. All right. Oh, okay. Number All right. three. Number three. Y'all never heard of this movie. It's called A Neverhood. <laughs> is based what? is a neverhood a neverhood sounds, sounds like a black version of Peter Pan. It's a London version of Friday, a Lon- a British version of Friday. <laughs> yes, a British version of Friday called a neverhood. Yes, and for and that movie was fire as fuck to me because that's where I get my slang. For, that's where I get some of my British slang from, and I guess the fact that it's a London version of something that like we we already fucking love. So what's the plot? We, yeah, when did it come out? It came out in two thousand eleven. Uh, the plot is is basically um, this, okay. It's basically this this guy. He's he he's he's a wannabe gangster rapper, right? <laughs> But he he literally only sold three copies his first week. So he he. He's, he's, <laughs> Who did he give them to his family? Your <laughs> <laughs> mom, dad, sister. I damn, sold three copies, nigga. yo. Believe it or not, those three copies were actually bought by some goons that tried to beat him up at the end. I'm sorry, man. But how'd you get all our stuff back, man? I just climbed in Tyrone's yard, but I just took it in it. You know what? And that's not all I took. Listen, any of you man see anyone coming in and out of this block? KU still. Kenneth! You let Kenneth in the building! Sit! Kenneth! Fucking Kenneth! Oh, that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So basically, it's about this guy. He's this guy. He's a wannabe rapper. He's trying to prove that, like, you know, I'm a G, right? And he goes through these obstacles. Like, he tries to like he he tries to sell weed to make money. He try. I don't want to give it away. That's that's why I'm stuttering just so over, much. Uh, uh, just, yeah, just, general outline. General outline. General outline. What's the heart of the film? Sir? So he's a he's a struggling rapper does who it t- sells weed. Does it all take yeah. place over one day, like Friday? Nah, no, not not all. Oh, not all in one day. It really all in one weekend, pretty mm. much. Okay. So why did you call it weekend? The fucking <laughs> weekend. There actually weekend. is a London movie called The Weekend. That's, <laughs> that, that's one of my honorable mentions, to be honest. But oh, I'm, really? I'm surprised I haven't showed y'all this movie because y'all, yeah, y'all okay. would actually love it. Y'all would love. I it. mean, I, I watch it, shit, and it's you said. So let's, let's keep this in mind again. This is your top three movie of all time, of all time and yeah. it came out eight years ago. Yeah. So this is fairly recent. Slick, S- slick, slick. Kind of. Oh there, wow! There, there are some '90s movies I wanted to put on here, but I just couldn't yet. It's a hard ass. Okay, list, bro. a Neverhood. Yeah, we, we we'll should check, check that, that out. out. Yeah, that's A N U V A Hood. 
um, a London version of a a Friday. A Friday. I bet that sounds interesting. Do you want to go second here? Sure. Yeah. Like it. All right. My third favorite movie of all time is Do the Right Thing. Ah, he's cultured as hell. I knew it. He's cultured as shit. Yeah, yeah. And you know what was crazy? When I asked you, remember the first time I actually had you seen it? You hadn't seen it at that point. I hadn't seen it. I did not see that movie until I got uh, assigned to, like, it was a part of, like, Class, yeah, and like, that's, that's how yeah. I watched it were, too. Were you in that class with me, or like, no, nah, we didn't. We didn't watch it in that class. Okay, we didn't watch it in the class, but like, we had to write a paper on a movies from this list of like twelve. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Spike Lee, do the right thing. I've heard about it, never watched it. Let me watch it. And it was just like, I don't know. It's literally to me one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's so relatable to my life, and like, even still today, like the themes are still pronounced. Like they're still relevant mm-hmm. today. Can I talk to you for a second? What? Tina, who's your favorite basketball player? Magic Johnson. Who's your favorite movie star? Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite rock star? Prince. You're Prince Ross. Bruce. Prince. Bruce. Tina, all you ever talk about is nigga this and nigga that. And all your favorite people are so-called niggas. It's different. Magic, Eddie, Prince. I'm not niggas. I mean, they're not black. I mean... Let me explain myself. They're, they're not really black. I mean, I mean, they're black, but they're not really black. They're, they're more than black. It's, it's, it's different. The way it tackles, like, race relations and just navigating through a day in bed like, it's so like specific but also general because like you yeah know, like, applies. We feel people it. like us we live in like a multicultural city mm-hmm. kind of that's mostly black people or at least where we live in yeah. the city and so it's like yeah bro like you deal with that shit every day like dealing with like uh grocery store owners that they're prejudiced against you you really ain't fucking with them because you know how they be acting and shit Mm-hmm. Then you got the people that own like the pizza store ain't really fucking with you, but you yeah. still gotta go there because that's the only place to eat. Hey, that's fucked. Don't talk about Jess. And uh, even uh, the other guy was his name, uh, Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Minister Farrakhan. Right, sorry, Minister Farrakhan. Anyway, Minister Farrakhan always talks about the so-called day. When, when the black man will rise, we will one day, what does he say? We will one day rule the earth as we did in, in our glorious past. Yeah, that's right. What past are you talking about? I mean, what, what did I miss? We started civilization. Thank you, dreaming man. Then you woke like the up. Characters, my favorite character was probably bugging out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just iconic dude. He had the fucking, he has my haircut. Bugging out. <laughs> Bugging out, you remember him? Which one was he? He was the dude that was like yelling at Sal about we need to get some new pictures in this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah if you don't oh, okay, know what okay. do the right him, thing is, it's it's a movie that's about this character named Mookie and you basically follow him and his like and the people that live in his neighborhood throughout one day in Bed Stuy where mm-hmm. but it's like on this particular day race tension is very high and um you know it's a hot ass day. Yeah, I've been saying the weather played a role into it. It's just so like relatable and like grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Which it's funny because I usually like movies that are the opposite, like really big fantasy movies. Mm-hmm. But when movies like this are handled well, it just it just speaks to me, you know. Yeah, and so and it, yeah, and it really captures that uh, 
that fucking and day, day in the life type yeah, shit. Like yeah, like it has it has similar uh um it has similarities to Friday in that regard because it's like it it is yeah. doesn't that takes place that kind of takes place all in a day, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. takes place in one day. All yeah. a day and then the, day and at some, the end it's like the the new like a the morning of the next yeah. day. Yeah, you've seen it, right? Do the right thing. Of course, yeah. It's it's a real it's really good at capturing our culture, especially yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah, especially at that time. It's crazy like and then the thing about it, it's aged so well. And I guess some of this is like, unfortunately, yeah. you could like have the same script and just recast everyone and yeah. like just put it in a new setting and not, you wouldn't have to change shit. Right. That shit could still happen today. Exactly. Just, and that's, that's, that's yeah, it is. Or two. Yeah. Throw an iPhone or two. If you haven't still be seen modern. it, you just need to see it because I don't want to spoil some of the, the themes and stuff. If you haven't seen it by now, like, what are you doing? You know Where do you live at? Like <laughs> it's literally one of the greatest films. It's one of yeah. the greatest films, and, it, and in my opinion, it's Spike Lee's best film. Yeah, and that's so. his first film too. That's his first one. I'm about to say that was his debut film. Yeah, that's a hell of a debut to make. Exactly. Was it his first film? Yeah. I believe it's it, yeah. That's it his, first his first film. One. Oh, yeah, it's his yeah, first yeah. Ma- a major, one on um, major, through a major production yeah. company. Yeah. So it's just a great ass film utilizing like it has all the shit I like hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Spike pretty, Lee had me cracking up with that fucking women. Um, it's funny. And it tackles like difficult themes in a very like in a good way, in a creative way. Yeah, what you want me to say? It's just a fire. And a lot of people that weren't big then are big now. A lot of superstars came out of that movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a that's a damn good number three, Huey. Yeah. Pino, fuck you, fuck your fucking pizza, and fuck Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Well, fuck you too, and fuck Michael Jackson. Um, raw. Damn. All right. Full disclosure, this is a very tentative list. Okay. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if this if this list is right. But I just can't. I just decided on three movies that I know I loved in my life. Really? Um. So my number three, the Barney movie. Damn, you was close. Actually, Rugrats, <laughs> nigga. Um. Oh. <laughs> my number three favorite movie of all time. I, th- I think I showed you this movie. Um, is the Butterfly Effect. Oh, really? With Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen it. It's, I love that it's movie. An interesting little film. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to like. Shit. That sounded like yeah, I was it's, a, it's, a cute it's a cute little independent little, film. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> it's a great said. little short film. But this is my number three film. I put it in my number three because I, just growing up, um, I did watch this movie a lot. Um, and I just like I like the whole concept of being able to go back in time and like how you change one thing changes this thing, mm-hmm. and that was that was the whole basis of the entire movie. And then like the acting was good, and it was like when I was a kid looking at this, I was like, like I was like maybe seven or eight years old when I watched this movie for the first time, and so you know I don't really understand like. Like looking at it now, especially as a filmmaker, I'm looking at it differently than I did yeah. back then. But back then, I was like, "Dang, white people be going through some shit, man." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, wow." I was like, hey, "I was like these." I was white just like going through. Some I was shit. like, "Damn, like what the fuck?" Like you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, like it's it's a great film in my opinion because. The story itself is just really good. Ashton Kutcher does a perfect job in the leading role because he he just plays that kind of like. You know that you know that quirky white college dude really well. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like that's really that really fits him. It's probably his best movie. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of, of yeah, in my opinion, yeah, because well, I haven't yeah. seen him in much else. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's my top, that's my number three all the time because effect. yeah, I just I don't know. Like the, some scenes in that movie really impacted me as a kid and as a filmmaker when I as I'm as I've grown up. So it's like you, you want to give a <laughs> as a kid you want to give a little like outline of what it's about for people who don't know oh yeah so if you haven't seen it um basically it's about this um guy named evan that's um title character well that's what that's what the shit is about evan as ashton kutcher's character um 
And so basically, um, he had like this ability to, um, go back in time through reading his journals. He would read stuff that he wrote when he was 13 or 14 at the time. And when he became a college student, he realized that he had the power to go back in time when he read these journals. What time is it? It's time for you to do what I tell you to do. Wrong answer, fuckbag. This is the very moment of your reckoning. In the next 30 seconds, you're going to open up one of two doors. The first door will forever traumatize your own flesh and blood. What, what's happening? How are you doing this? It'll change your daughter from a beautiful child into an empty shell whose only concept of trust was betrayed by her own sick pedophile father. Ultimately, it'll lead to her suicide. Nice work, Daddy. Who are you? Let's just say you're being closely watched, George. Your other option is to treat Kaylee like... Say, like a loving father treats his daughter. Sound okay to you, Papa? Yes. Listen close, then, fuckbag. You screw this up again, I'll flat out castrate you. What you need to do is discipline your son Tommy because the kid is one sadistic pup. One last thing. Don't ever touch me again. He had like a lot of fucked up shit that happened to him early in his life. And so as a as a young adult, he thought that if I go back and change this, it'll make things better. But what he realized is that you go back and change one thing, you change everything in the present. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I, I know we've all had a moment where we just, you know, felt like, dang, if I would have done this differently, this could have been different or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it was relatable from that st- standpoint, too. And the fact that it has two different endings to the movie, there's like the regular ending, then there's the director's cut. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know which ending I prefer, but both of them were very interesting. If you watch the movie, the original movie, and you see the director's cut, it'll be like interesting to see which ending you would like prefer. But that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. like, I love that movie. Might yeah. have to check that out one day. Then. I remember, I don't really remember how it ended, but I remember that movie just being sad. Because <laughs> it's like, he goes back and changes shit, and some stuff's better, some stuff's worse, but it's just like, dude, you're just fucked either way. <laughs> you know, yeah. It just sucks. And it's just like, well, yep, there you go. But it was, it was a good movie, though. <laughs> Nemo, number two movie. Oh, my number two movie. Um, I'm going to be mad if... No, let me, let me not say it. Let me not say it yet. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to say, get a nigga chance. Yeah, Dang, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Get a nigga chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's also kind of new, but this one just strikes such a big chord with me. It's called Mr. Church, starring Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it, I heard it, of it, but it I haven't movie? seen it. It's not funny at all, actually. Damn. Test of the Derbyville. You read this? Aren't you the one who said it's good to read a book more than once? All right, well, then, Test of the Derbyville's it is. Mm. Is there something else? Why don't you ever tell me where you live? Where do you go when you aren't with us? Because what I do with my own personal time is my business, you You know everything about me, so just tell me something. It's late, child. Please. Hey, I said it's late. I like ice cream. What kind? Butter pecan. Favorite color? Brown. Movie? The Maltese Falcon. 
Do you have a girlfriend? Okay, now that's enough. All right, just tell me what your house looks like, or, or tell me who your best friend is. Come on, just tell me who. Hey, I said enough. Don't you know when to back off? Enough. The cinematography in this is just absolutely amazing from start to finish. The storytelling is amazing from start to finish. What's it about? It's about Mr. Church. He's he he basically. <laughs> this he, new, why you look like that thing? <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like, no shit, nigga. What's a, what is it about? <laughs> it like, it's about Mr. Church. So like, anyway, back to the cinematography. <laughs> so this um this this white family uh single mother. She has a daughter. Um, the, the mom she has uh, breast cancer, but she's dying. Damn. And when when Mr. Church comes into the picture, that's played by Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mr. Church serves as a cook slash basically the help basically <laughs> but his compensation is that um you know he he gets he has food and he has he he's getting a check until she dies Uh-oh. so until she dies that he's just helping him and and cooking for him now the daughter she was like 10 when when he moved in she didn't really fuck with him like that he, he was she was like mom why is there a black man in the kitchen <laughs> oh shit so it, it took her week. it took her a long time to like get used to it cuz like even though like she didn't know I what I think any of us would ask that question if there's just some random <laughs> Nigga in the kitchen. Why Mom? is there a, why is there a blind man in the why kitchen? Is why is he man? cooking collard greens and shit? <laughs> wow. Why is he cooking collard greens, mother? Yeah, but so the the daughter, her name is Charlie. She didn't she didn't know what Mr. Church would cook, but every time it would it would just taste like heaven to her. Mm. So as she's growing up, she would just like have a new companion or whatever, and mm. it was Mr. Church, and he he was slowly teaching her like the benefits of cooking and the benefits of reading because she didn't she wasn't really fucking with the idea of having a library. <laughs> I ain't really fucking with, I ain't that, fucking with that shit, shit, man. Go ahead, take that reading uh, shit away from me, nigga. Really That's with- literally what she was like after that. First. <laughs> I ain't really fucking with all them words and shit. But then, fuck after, my face. But then after the mom dies, which is like six years into the movie, after, after the mom dies, that's when Charlie just grows this like um, this this bond with Mister Church because when Charlie goes off to college, she has to come back to mr church and mr church ends up taking care of charlie because charlie has like a, a kid or whatever uh-huh. there, there's just there's just so many like plot twists sounds pretty, that sounds pretty damn good it's like it's like a lot it's like a good life story of mr church even though mr church isn't really Not the main the character main. wait so wait so this movie so this was written by eddie murphy Mm-mm. it wasn't written by eddie eddie murphy when uh, did this come out again 2016 i think what yeah, oh, that's that very recent? new yeah, I didn't yeah. Hear is it on netflix or something movie? it is on netflix I'll, I'll, I'll check that shit out okay so what what um okay so Eddie Murphy's involvement in it he just acted in it or something yeah he's just uh, is he the producer I'm not sure he probably but is if I, I just wanted to know if he has some kind of behind the scenes uh role I, in it I, I don't know um I, I would need to look at that again and tell you but that's that's the first time I've seen Eddie Murphy like play a completely serious role I, I was about to ask I was about like, to say that completely serious act um, yeah because he he didn't really laugh the entire movie or, or crack a well the only Damn. jokes he were cracking was just how he talks I, I mean I've seen him do like roles that weren't necessarily comedic like was dream girls is an example like, he wasn't really comedic that was, in that, but that was a very eddie murphy role though. i mean it was like, he wasn't comedic true, yeah. but his personality was very and in this like, one you're saying like he's like he's like dark shit. and deep and like sad type shit dark and deep 
um well he's not really dark and deep the character it's just the vibe of the movie it gives off because like i said it's just the life of mr church even though he's not the main character mm. so okay. It's, okay cool we'll check that out appreciate yeah. that mr church huey number motherfucking two my guy all right number two this like okay this movie is probably a generally considered just a good movie, mm-hmm. but the way, but because of the circumstances around this movie, got to be my favorite. Well, second favorite movie of all time, it's The Incredibles. Whoa, Wait, the first one. The first one. Whoa, not the second one. I've, I've I am surprised. That. I think like the second years. one was uh, good, but a lot worse than the first one. You thought it was a lot worse? Yes. Dang. But I thought Did it was, you see the second one? was good. No, I haven't seen the second one. I thought one. it was oh, good, shit. but okay. I, a lot of people say it's just as good or better, but I don't think so. Okay, Incredibles. Mm. Gosh. Okay, how do I break this down? So first off, I saw this movie like on my birthday when it came out. Like when I was like a little kid, I forget how old I was. How whenever that shit came out, I was like five, five to eight or wow. some shit like that. And bro, I just remember this movie like blowing my mind as a kid. Like <laughs> it was incredible. If you don't know what the incredible, <laughs> I couldn't help it, dog. <laughs> I couldn't help it. This you ugly as hell. I'm ugly as fuck. Bro, that shit it was sweaty. incredible. All right, no shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was an incredible film. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the theme, like, it was also a. If you don't, okay, let me break it down for those who don't know what it's about. Uh, some, somehow, you know, what I'm saying? F- there might be one nigga on. I mean, like, you know, you know, you're well, right. This, you're this right, was you're a right. kid movie. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? There be, could be some people younger than us, like Incredibles. The fuck is that? Or like, just some, or people the older than one. us. You know? Yeah, saying? yeah. Or older than us. They may not have given a fuck. Like, I don't think my parents would have saw it if I didn't want to go. I mean, yeah, true. Exactly. But, yeah, true. Okay, so. It's yeah. about a family of superheroes mm-hmm. living in an alternate like reality of 1950, mm-hmm. and oh. they basically live in a time where superheroes have been banned. And they, but they're like, nah, fuck that shit. And they spring back into action when the world needs them. And bro, it's just a a great movie. It has one of the greatest uh, villains like, plus, ever. The, the powers that oh yeah, the, the powers that they have. Because like, like Mr. Dash, is, Dash was my favorite. Character, Dash was my bro. favorite character. Bro. That nigga Dash was fire as fuck. He was fire as fuck. I remember yeah. like the scene of Dash running on water. Yes, bro. That, when the music when the music cuts on, when that might be my like, favorite what? movie scene of all time. <laughs> shit like the way it was cut yeah it was like you just hear the little pitter patter of the water you see his face he's looking up and he looks down and he just starts laughing that's the and coolest shit ever it was like oh shit that shit yeah, that's the coolest fine. shit ever bro that shit was so hard bro and the way the music cuts right back in as soon as he like takes off again yeah. running but it's oh, beautiful the score for that the movie score for that movie beautiful. is great it was, was pretty good it's one of those movies that like i love big adventure movies mm-hmm. like where you're going to multiple places and you're exploring this new world that you don't know about and the new world for them was the island that syndrome was on where yeah. like he had syndrome being the main villain where he had all this shit like lava fucking curtains and shit like you know what i'm saying <laughs> all this weird shit and it was just so dope to like see like 
superheroes portrayed in this way before like the marvel craze of like we just see superheroes all the time now yeah. <laughs> but like back then it was like oh, a superhero movie for me like you know what i'm saying because i was right. a kid and you know i just really connected with that movie i thought it was super fi i played like both of the games that were with it um and just uh, like that being a really happy time in my life and seeing that movie on my birthday connecting with dash <laughs> as a character like yeah like i just gotta give it to that it's just and it's it's a dope movie it's about family and you know finding your strength and you know what i'm saying breaking the rules to do the good to do some good yeah so i fuck with i all need that. to see that movie again i haven't seen it in 10 10 years and you, got, you also but, haven't seen the sequel the either right yeah so <laughs> okay wait let me give a quick side story for that movie so when i when we went to watch that movie um it was thanksgiving uh we we do this tradition in florida we just see a movie after thanksgiving okay. so we we're supposed to see the spongebob movie right but then they were like no see the incredibles and i got so fucking pissed off because you know i fucking love my spongebob, SpongeBob. you did god fucking damn it i did not want to see no fucking incredible like, you fuck were pissed off and then you were i'm assuming pleasantly surprised yeah that, that shit was fine he went into the theater where is spongebob he left the theater fuck spongebob <laughs> man listen that's old shit of course, man. You know, we know The Incredibles is a classic, especially for our generation. If you have not seen The Incredibles and you're our age, what's wrong with you? Like, Dang, you know what I'm saying? Your life is missing out. something. Did you have yeah, a life? Did you, you have a childhood? Yeah, like, this one nigga listening to this, like, well, fuck y'all. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, I just. I can't relate, nigga. Damn. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> and I saw it in the theater for the first time, too. Like, seeing that movie, and then, like, it, it's a classic, bro. It's a, it's classic, a classic movie overall. Like, and the, I personally, um, I won't spoil the second one, but I thought the second one was just as good it wasn't better no. but it was just as good no. or it was close to being just as good but that's my opinion, I mean, that's we, opinion. we all got I opinions like, uh, most people think that but it's just like for me yeah you have really high expectations oh, oh yeah i guess so since it's my second favorite yeah and then like i don't want to get into all that but like this i just think they scaled it down where like, they should have expanded I the story and shit but, but it was still know. generally good though right it was in your fun opinion. it was a fun summer flick yeah take a take a and honestly honestly it like for what like they probably struggled. They they know it was hella pressure for that sequel to take on that sequel in the first bro, place. We've bro. been asking for it since two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm I, saying. Oh yeah, that shit pissed me off when I was a kid. I was like, oh, they gotta make a second one. Of course yeah. they're gonna make a second one. And then she Brad Bird was like, like fifteen years later. Because yeah, like, Brad Bird, Brad right Bird might have been planning a sequel for the longest. But you know how like the whole thing goes. Studios. Like, bro, if you don't if you don't think this is a story that can either be just as good or better, it probably took. They probably went through a hundred different plots trying to get to this one. I feel like it was he acts, ah, well, I don't know for sure, but I thought it was like he just wanted to leave and do other shit or something. Oh, well, it could have been, like, been that too. The studio was like, you know, being weird how studios usually are. Yeah, maybe yeah. some legal stuff, but you know. It's a great movie, man. It's a, it's great, a great movie. And it's not just all about the action. Mm -hmm. um, the emotional moments yeah, are key. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. you remember some of those moments just as fondly and it was just shot like choreographed beautifully and it's an animated movie, which animated movies are underrated. Wait, exactly. Is this, is this a Pixar movie? Pixar, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. then yeah, Pixar. They always got the animation. The 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 visual animation up. of it's always been fucking great. Yeah, especially back then, it looked beautiful. Especially back then. Yeah, that shit's fine. Yeah. All right, all right Ra. Number two, my number two movie of all time on this tentative ass list. <laughs> um, my number two today <laughs> is. <laughs> Uh, number two for today is the Wiz. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, the Wiz. You don't, Nick. You don't know the Wiz. Nemo. Oh, I'm about to get up. Give me your black card. <laughs> what? Fucking Wiz. FIFO turned around like. <laughs> 
<laughs> nigga, you don't know the Wiz. Nigga? Okay, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give but it to you. He's not just like. He's me. not just not. He's not just looking like. Oh, I never saw that. He's Look, like, everybody <laughs> in the studio. Everybody in the studio. Ken walked up. <laughs> no, you gotta remind me. Uh, here, right here. I got you. I got you. Here I go. Here I go. So if you are unaware, and this is an older movie, it came out in 1978, so a lot of people might not know about this, but. The Wiz is my number is my number two favorite movie of all time. The Wiz is, is basically a, a black version of The Wizard of Oz. You mean all this time the only thing standing between hanging up there and living it up down here were those crows? Well, they told you you couldn't do it. And you believed them. If I only had a brain, I would have figured that out a long time ago. There you go with that negative thinking again. Everybody has a brain. Mm-mm. Not me. Look. Oh. Garbage. I'm on my way to find the whiz. He's going to get me back home. Maybe he could get you a brain. <gasps> you think that he could... If Toto and me, we could sure use some company. Besides... You have nothing to lose. I don't, do I? That was so smart of you. I wish I thought of that. With Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Nipsey Russell, Ted Ross, motherfucking Lena Horne. Like, I grew up loving that movie. And so, like, the reason I put it at my number two is because there is a period in my life where I just, I would talk about The Wiz all the fucking time. Like, <laughs> you were that was one kid. of the movies that made me want to do film. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because the reason I loved it so much is because like, I was like, damn, I love the original story of the Wizard of Oz. Like, I love that tale anyway. Mm -hmm. And then just adding our sauce onto it, adding the black culture to it. Like, we have Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. These are some of the biggest stars on the planet at the time. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, I have have heard of it. Damn, bro. You can't even. Bro, hold up, dog. Well, we got to have all these movies we're talking about. We got to. We got to view everything we have seen. We watch the Wiz. You dig? Nigga. You, if you ever seen BET on Sunday, I don't know how you missed the week. Nigga, talking about Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> I used to watch that shit every right, Thanksgiving Christmas. Right. So, like, yeah, I, you, I, never mind. I, was I had a, um, I, I was like, growing up, I had a real, like, fondness for this movie. And it's just like the music, the soundtrack is fucking incredible. Like, I have that shit on my phone. <laughs> yeah. There, I said it. I have the soundtrack to the Wiz on my phone. Thank you, Apple Music. That's how much I love the fucking movie, bro. Because like that movie, like the, that, that I love Quincy Jones as a composer anyway. Mm-hmm. But mm. that um, the music is what made the film. You know what I'm saying? It's a musical. It was based off a Broadway musical. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. but that movie is just like. I don't know. It's just all the intangibles about it, like the flavor, Bro. like our culture, the acting. And like at the time, it was shitted on. Like it was a box office bomb. It didn't even make its budget back. And like Sleep. it got like horrible reviews. But then like in the years since then, it's become like a cult classic. And yeah. people realize how actually good it is, bro. Like I love that movie. So like they even did not too long ago, like maybe one or two years ago, they did a remake of The Wiz on yeah. ABC. Uh, yeah, and that was the, that was good. Not The Wizard of Oz. So like this shows you how like culturally classic and that was michael jackson's only film role that was his only film role yes was it yes i believe so y'all can fact y'all can fact shit me on that but i believe that that's that was his only film role that he ever did in his life i remember seeing him in some weird ass movie i'm definitely gonna write this movie down again Huh? Thriller. <laughs> Thriller is a movie. Thriller is a movie, bro. Thriller is a movie, but you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about feature length film. You know what I'm saying? I think that was his only one. Okay. Right? It's, it's like an extended uh, uh, movie. And he also had another one, too. Um, I couldn't tell you the name of the video, but he turned into like a robot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Because yeah. I said, I remember seeing him in some weird yeah. shit. 
he has two like extended. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess his. So I guess the list would be his only traditional movie. I guess in yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. For all those reasons, just bro. list it, bro. Like the oh Wiz is God. like my second favorite movie of all time, bro. I love that movie. Talk about a movie that takes you to a new world. Like that shit put so much sauce, so much Wizard soul. That's what it added. It added soul to the Wizard yeah, of Oz, bro. Like, I'm probably gonna like the Wiz better because I did. I never fucked with the Wizard of Oz. I thought that. Shit I like the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is but, white people making fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the Wiz Come on now We got some Lowry's In the, in the Wiz The Wiz is black people Making <laughs> He's with the Lowry's on <laughs> We got some season salt On the Wiz God Bro damn. I saw the Wiz. It was just Morton's The Wiz Before I saw The Wizard of Oz So I think When I was a kid I was like What is this rip off Of the fucking Wiz <laughs> The fuck is this Boring ass shit The fuck is this Unseasoned ass movie <laughs> What the fuck <laughs> Fuck this shit <laughs> This spi- salt Is spicy ass movie oh, but, God yeah. damn Like the Wiz, the Wiz is like five guys, and the Wizard of Oz is like varsity or something. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! But yeah, bro. Like, oh man, I remember. I, did I cry to that movie? You cried to the Wiz. I don't know. I think the I, ending was like, like when she's singing alone. Bro, her char- like all the characters were like really good. Like they were committed to their like they, they were good actors. You know what I'm saying? I just remember that scene where she's like crying alone in the dark. I mean, singing and crying alone in the dark. Oh, it's a, he's, you, know you will be, you you want to see it right i'm being very I mean, vague all right i won't spoil it but there's I mean, this one scene where she's singing alone and like she's all alone and shit and i'm like damn that shit was so sad bro i related to that shit so heavy yeah we, we definitely you know got to get you up on that man come on <laughs> we can't enter the black the we can't enter the black entertainment world and you <laughs> haven't seen the whiz they're gonna crucify the fuck out all three of us damn, nigga hey, the fuck out of me hey man it's that serious bro it's that serious <laughs> um and so it, yeah. on to Nemo's win. number one movie of all time my guy damn well, well after that he, <laughs> my my number one movie finna seem like shit to y'all after that no, let me no it's not <laughs> number one favorite movie is is definitely a Quentin Tarantino film it's called The Hateful Eight it came out oh yeah, oh, yeah. it came out movie. like three four years ago I love this movie uh, Quentin Tarantino he, he really did his thing on this one I love the way he wrote it and the fact that it's the fact that it's like told like a book, you know, it's, it's split into yeah, like definitely seven is. chapters. No, wait, five, six chapters, and how every chapter has like <clears throat> a very detailed plot that helps with the overall plot of the whole thing, and yeah. just seeing it all unfold is was just really amazing to me because like. Um, it, the whole movie is just building up for the climax like it's just giving you all this background information and stuff but when the climax actually happens you're like oh what the fuck that's happening then this is happening and that's happening <laughs> how, how would you describe like if someone was like what is this movie about because like it's a very interesting like unique film like how, what would you say how yeah how like okay. how did you say this is what the hateful eight is about the hateful eight is basically about Exactly. It's about it's about eight people that that are hateful. Okay, <laughs> I, I know a way to describe yeah. this. I know a way to describe this. So we we got eight people, right? Mm-hmm. Two of them, they're fuck. I don't want to say that part either. <laughs> it's like eight people. All are like kind of like thugs or bandits or something for the most part. Yeah, and, they're and like hold up in. Uh, they they all got a okay. One of them has a bounty they're trying to get. They're trying to get paid ten k oh, yeah. for uh for carrying one of the other one of one of the eight members. 
Yeah. I'm trying. Okay. Well, it's, it's really hard to like explain this without like. It's like a quirky old Western movie. Yeah. It's like a Western movie. Uh, the cinematography is beautiful. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Samuel Jackson. He, he, he did his thing playing Marcus <laughs> Warren. If you've seen every, any movie ever, Samuel Jackson is the black guy. <laughs> I think Samuel Jackson's in it. Like the, the, the family guy, guy joke, right? That's a family guy joke. Yeah. It's like any movie the ever, guy. he's the black guy. It's he definitely said, Samuel you, Jackson. He said, have you seen any movie ever? He's the black guy. <laughs> This particular movie is at number one just because of the storytelling that Quentin mm. Tarantino is doing. That that's really that, that's really the core that struck with shot, me. It was shot nicely too. It, it was shot so fucking beautifully. I haven't so, actually. I don't think. I think I might have seen bits and pieces of. It. I don't think I ever seen the entire movie, bro. It was so clever because it's like fuck. What are those things where it's like, like you know the Who Done It like games and shit like that. I think like so. Clue and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. oh you're trying to figure out how the who's gonna come out on top yeah. it's kind of like that in movie form because they're yeah. all trying to do like this one specific thing which i'm not going to spoil and it's like oh how are they going to do that which and it's like which character are you rooting for because it's the hateful eight they ain't fucking with each other so you got to yeah. see who's going to come out on top and who's not and and plus yeah. like the fact that they're all like trapped in a mini's haberdashery for like a yeah. good eight to ten hours yeah. well they were really supposed to be there for three days, but shit happened. So yeah. when when niggas found out who were the snakes was, <laughs> shit happened. Shit happened. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It was a good movie. Uh, was that the first Tarantino movie I saw full through? May mm. have been. It could have been because it's his most recent one. He yeah. only got like eight or nine and they're all like two. Three. Wait, when did when the Hateway come out? Like 2015, 2016. Oh, shit. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's a good I, movie. Yeah, yeah. I had to put a Quentin Tarantino film on there. Pulp Fiction was amazing, but I couldn't do it. But, <laughs> but and Django I, was good too. Django oh, was good yeah. too. Django was amazing. You shut your line, nigga lips up. God damn it. Okay. What? Huey's number one. I'm I'm intrigued. My number one. So my number one my number one. My number two and three have been movies that you guys have heard of and seen. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I don't know if you guys have heard of or seen this movie. Uh oh. Watch how I already know it. It's called Killing Bono. Damn. Don't know it. <laughs> Don't know it. This is your favorite movie of all time. Bro, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's my favorite movie of all time. I think it's underrated. Um, how do I describe this movie? Okay, Killing Bono. So it stars, first off, one of my favorite actors for, uh, that I found out about through this show called Misfits. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a UK show. Um, mm, I think yeah, Robert yeah. Sheehan. Have either one of you guys seen The Umbrella Academy? No, no, I haven't seen no? it. No? Yeah, well, he's in that, too. Mm. And uh, this was the first movie I saw him in after seeing him in Misfits. Uh, this movie came out in 2011. Okay, Killing Bono. So you guys know who Bono is? I think so, yeah. yeah. Explain or refresh me, please. He's from the band U2. He's the front man. Okay, okay. A very popular band. Yeah, yeah. U2. I know about uh, that. So Killing Bono takes place in Bono's childhood. But also the childhood of the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how it works is like they knew Bono growing up, and when he was like about to assemble his band, pretty mm-hmm. much right. So they're they're all of them want to make music. The two brothers want to make music, and obviously Bono wants to make music because he's Bono. And so they join one of the little like the younger. And this happens very early, so I'm not really spoiling anything. The younger brother he plays guitar, and he's able to get in Bono's band. But his brother in the movie, he's like, and this is based on a true story also. Um, the the um, One of the brothers that the movie is about actually wrote the book that this is based on. So the older brother was like bitter. And he was like, nah, bro, like, why don't we just start a band and like you be in my band and 
you know what I'm saying? Fuck Bono. Like, he was kind of, like, jealous. I think he even lied to his brother and said, like, he didn't get in or some shit like that, which he kept that secret for, like, years. He either didn't tell him he got in or he, like, manipulated him into joining his band, right? Mm. So, and why it speaks to me is even before I started making music and stuff, it spoke to me just as a young artist. Because the whole movie is basically about these two brothers that are trying to make it in the music industry. And they're like, it's like if one of the d- people we knew blew up. And we're like still trying to make it. And we had an opportunity to be with them. We were like, nah, bro, fuck that shit. We're going to do that shit on our own. And then obviously they never make it because you don't know who they are. Um, And it's just like a very realistic story because it's Mm. based on a true story. And Mm -hmm. I just like it because like the brothers, like they go through a lot of shit together. And you never see in those like artist biopics, you never hear about the story of the people who didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? The artist is like the one in a hundred. So seeing this story where it's like they flirt with them, oh shit, are we gonna like, can we do it and shit? Are we gonna be able to do it? And then they just don't make it and they don't become famous and shit and they just end, end up having just very humble lives. It was just fine to see. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, um, crap, what, let, me, let me see. It's like in that era, I think set in like the 80s or 70s. Mm-hmm. So it's that era of rock where it's like, you know, yeah, it's, at its, like, at its peak. Yeah. And they're coming up through that doing shows. They actually have a pretty few good songs on like the soundtrack for that movie. And Robert Sheehan's one of my favorite actors. So just seeing him in the role of like the younger brother and, you know, it helped me to like relate to him more. And I don't know, bro, just like the story of that movie, it just hits home for me. Like it's just this quaint little film about these two guys who are trying to make it. And it's like, they just keep stay strong, but like, you know what I'm saying? They just don't end up making it. Neil McCormick here with homegrown rock sensations. The hype still sweaty from a blistering live show. So, boys, tell us, where do you see the hype in, say, five years' time? In five years, hype will be history. What? 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 You guys were fucking amazing tonight. You, you, yeah. you said that this is what you wanted to do forever. Like, yeah. It is. So we're changing our names to something good. Oh? You're looking at YouTube. 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 That is so. Shit! <laughs> 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 Thank you, Neil. I didn't want to say it. It sounds like a bleeding submarine. We're changing our names. What? Dave wants to be known as the Edge. What? Like Edge Evans or Dave Edge? Just the Edge. The Edge of what? No one. He's Bono. <laughs> Bono. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I could be um, viral. So, like, I could be do, the do they grow envious of Bono? The, the older movie? brother does, which is why it's called Killing Bono. Yeah. At a point in the point in the movie, he actually tries, like he contemplates killing this man. Mm. Even though kind of in the movie, it's like his fault why they're not. Because like Bono would be like offering them certain placements and stuff. And he would just be like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, we're good and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I want to watch it again. But I just remember it sticking with me. And I was like, yeah, bro. You, I, I yeah, you explained it pretty well. That made, that made me want to watch it. Yeah. yeah, like, damn. Yeah. You never hear about that story, like that side of like, what happened to the niggas that didn't make it? Like, that almost made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like, and then you're like, it's kind of like them. unsung almost. Because like, in the movie, you they tell you their names. So it's like, well, we know these people didn't make it because I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> But it's like you're rooting for them, like, man, fuck Bono. Like, come on, bro. Y'all can do it. Like, they're playing shows. They get, they, you know, and then it's like a brother film. So they're like getting mad at each other, but sticking through it, everything and shit. And yeah, bro, it's just a five, five film. All right. 
What's your number one? I guess it's on the Ramil. Um, my number one film of all time, my favorite film of all time is Ray. The Ray Charles biopic. Wow. Ray Charles biopic. Oh, I haven't seen that in like 15 years, but I remember that shit. I love, love, love this movie. And Jamie Foxx is probably, I can say pretty definitively, he's my favorite actor. So Yo, that shit almost scarred me, that that one scene when he fucking lost his vision. That shit almost scarred me. Yeah, like, I I love this movie from a story standpoint, cinematographically, uh, cinematographically, um, from acting was perfect like you can't tell me every time I watch this movie I've seen this movie a hundred times every time I watch this movie I think that Jamie Foxx is fucking Ray Charles <laughs> <laughs> like literally that was one of the best performances I've ever seen in a lead role in my life like he killed yeah. that yeah. shit bro and I, did you know that he actually glued his eyes shut during uh, filming really he glued what? his eyes shut to get in character for filming but that's why it was that's so pitch perfect right there so what Jack Lauderdale have to say well, I clocked him coming out the gate. The man was a two-bit hustler. Oh, I see. Yeah, it turns out that the only hit that Swing Time ever had was Open the Door Richard, which was a joke record. Yeah, well, what about him recording me? Oh, he'll record you if we pay the freight. Scratch a life, find a thief. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? This. You see, I saw Jack Lauderdale tonight, and he gave me $500 advance on my record. He also said he'd put me on the road with Low Folsom and pay me three times as much as you've been paid. No, that's a lie. Ain't no way he gonna put some blind man on the road. Think about it. Look, Ray, Ray, let's not do nothing stupid. I might be blind, but I ain't stupid. Q, get my back from upstairs. And, like, just, like... Um, and I'm also a fan of Ray Charles music. Obviously, he's a great um, musician. But from um, the film itself, like, just the way they... Like told it were like going back between like his current day and his his childhood and like they really captured the whole energy of how it was for black people in that time like in the nineteen tens and twenties and shit mm-hmm. when we were fresh out of Reconstruction and stuff like that like and it was just I don't know man like that that movie is just the acting is great like. It's a long ass movie, but like I never get tired of watching it, bro. Like I watch the movie every time it comes on. Like oh wow, I don't watch the entire thing every time it comes on. But I at least like I at least go to like the scenes that I know I want to see. Because still, like that's how you know a movie has really affected you, and like you can watch it, yeah. and like you know what the fuck is about to happen. But it's like it's still like you're just like fuck. Like this shit is so entertaining. So like, but that's my favorite movie of all time, man. At least as of right now, like that, that's my that's my number one because Jamie Foxx killed that shit. All the actors killed it, and I think it was an accurate. It was probably one of the more accurate like portrayals of somebody's actual life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like biopics are hard, are hard to pull off yeah. because you got to get a whole bunch of information. You got to make mm-hmm. sure it's accurate. And of course, like there were some parts that got to be dramatized because it's a film. And it's like I don't like that movie just does it for me, bro. Like in all aspects of film, like from the acting, story, you know what I'm saying? Like emotional impact. It I just think- it has all of it for me, dog. I think that movie introduced me to Ray Charles. Really? I think I yeah. saw the movie first. Oh yeah, probably. It came out. We were seven years old when it came out. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have no, we didn't have no knowledge of who he was. Started listening to Hit the Road, Jack, and all that shit. And goddamn, what I what I'd say parts one and two. That's yeah. the song that's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Fucking classic shit, bro. So that's my favorite movie, bro. Wow. All time, Ray. It's really interesting that you bring up that movie because, like, I literally haven't seen that since. Um, my dad brought me to the theater in 2004. Whoa. When that's the last time I saw that movie, and I was like, I You saw wow. it in theaters? Yeah, I was like, Wow, it's, it's pretty good. But I, n- I never saw it anywhere else. Yeah, again, yeah. We, uh, usually they, they bring that shit back up on BET or something, but <laughs> man, 
that's 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 a good movie. Ray, really, really interesting. All right, so you guys, let's count back down our top three so everybody remembers, and then you guys vote on who you think has the best list, and check out some of the movies that we've mentioned if you haven't seen them. Because, For sure, check yeah, out some of our faves. You feel me? Because we picked out some very deep cuts. All yeah. right, so my top three. Is uh, number three is another hood uh, London version of Friday. Number two is Mr. Church, um, very good life story. Uh, number one is The Hateful Eight. Um, just really love the story and, and how the, the plot is climax and re- re- resolution and the gu- <laughs> and shit. every film, facet of film, film, film is just, it just does it for you. I feel it. Film. All right, film jargon <laughs> for me. I got number three, do the right thing, Spike Lee. Go. Number two, Bye. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got Shout the, out to the Incredibles one uh, from Pixar Studios. <laughs> and then number one, I got Killing Bono, underrated, relatable film. And it's just fire. My top three. Um, number three was The Butterfly Effect. Um, number two was The Wiz. And number one, it's Ray. <laughs> I want to know <laughs> if there are other people like Nemo out there that haven't seen The Wiz. If you haven't Other seen the black Wiz, kids, probably a very small percentage, percentage of people that. Like, I mean, yeah. like I, I know there's people who haven't seen it because it, it is a super old movie, but it's like I don't know, like for our, our, our age group, you mean, or just like I'm talking about black people? Oh, black people. I mean, you probably won't find too many of them. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, they're, they're they're probably our minority. But you think there's shit. anybody that likes The Wizard of Oz better than The Wiz? There are probably a few in, in our community. I'm not sure. <laughs> And our keep, like you'd be hard pressed to find. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a black person who's like, the Wiz or the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is way better than the Wiz. I would, you would be hard what pressed. Can you I would say think that's like uh, makes the Wizard of Oz better than the Wiz. I think Dabbler would would go with that. Probably yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. probably would. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. And for all the reasons that we know why, yeah. <laughs> but Uncle, you know, Uncle Ruckus type people. You know what I'm saying, Uncle Ruckus <laughs> motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> No Denzel movies. No Denzel movies. Even though I do like, um, I was too young to watch American Gangster. I, well, I okay, actually, I was going to say Training Day. I was going to say Training Day. And oh no, m- one of my favorite movies that he's been Training in. Day. Oh my gosh, what was the name of it? Um, don't don't tell me. What was the name of it? Fuck, it was when his son was in the hospital. You know what I'm talking? John Q. Yep, that's one of the best movies I've seen too. I do like that movie a lot. Mm. It was about um his son got really sick. It was um him and Kimberly Elise was in it, right? That was the mother. I think I think she was in it, but um, yeah, like that was a good movie too. But yeah, no, man, there's, I, there's so many honorable mentions. There bro. are there are a lot well, of. We were talking. Bro, I was thinking of some, but yeah, like, bro, like chill. it's a million movies I could have put for my top three, bro. Exactly. But I just had to settle on something. We have to do another movie like yeah, we're, we're specific, gonna, like specific, maybe like animated or animated. Yeah, we're we gonna come back to this. Okay, I, I can't. Is you what I'm saying? It's three. it's too much. It's too big of a spectrum, FIFO. Like it's too big of a spectrum, bro. Like we had to narrow it down to three general movies. Like we couldn't. We that, didn't that, categorize that we it. Stuck with yeah, that, that. We stuck with because there was a lot of like great, great movies I was thinking about. I'm like, where are the ones that just spoke to me the most? You know, personally. You know what I'm saying? And it's just yeah, and it's just like how, how they made me feel in my childhood too. Like just how I grew up with them yeah. factored all into that. Yeah. But I'm not disputing. Like there's a million fucking movies I could have put. Like yeah, we'll do a part two. You feel yeah. me? We'll, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll come back. Moving into our show, show and tell, tell segment, where we bring this nigga's dancing. Nemo is dancing. Let me stop. So, um, where yeah. we bring up a random topic that we want to talk to with the other guys, or something that's like underrepresented or under talked about mm-hmm. that we want to bring up. All right. So, who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. All right. Um, I'll go. Second. So I was like, I, I low key was like trying to. I was going back and forth between. Um, 
two topics, but I just found this. I literally just found this one. Um, so everybody knows like hockey is not traditionally associated with black people. Right. It's not? No, it's oh, not. Fuck. You remember that episode of Everybody Hates Chris when um Drew had a Wayne Gretzky jersey? Yeah. And oh, everybody yeah. was like, Oh, what are you doing with a fucking hockey jersey? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like black people are not like, typically associated with hockey. Yeah. Um but what I looked up this past weekend was I feel like I feel like I just get black history facts every time I do a show and tell. Yeah, it's fine. like you know what I'm saying? But we we all got our thing. So yeah. hockey hockey is actually hockey actually originated with a group of black men. Um, yeah. And so the, it actually, I want to get like real historical. It was a version of field hockey that was played in Africa. Uh, And all that makes sense. They did was apply the game to ice over here. That makes fucking sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's my show until like the origin of hockey began with melanated people, black people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, when I found out that I was like, dang, so why are we like as African Americans? So like, they we're, we're the like for the we, most part we, we're you know, disconnected from it. Yeah, yeah, we, we were fired. We're so fucking fired. Everything else, we were just like hockey. Yeah, exactly. We'll let y'all have that we're, shit. We'll let y'all have hockey, and it's like because they white fight it. They put it on ice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so it's like yeah, like it was a game that they played in ancient Africa where there was like a puck and they had a stick and it was just played on like the ground, and yep. um, yeah. you know, like yeah, like um, and then it came over here, and so now like uh, and uh, like even over here it was popularized. By um, a group of black men who were like hockey players. They play hockey. You know what I'm saying? The version that's <laughs> made here. Yeah. And then um, I think the dude's name was Ibgis Stanley. Because, you know, it's called the Stanley Cup. So there was this white wait, guy wait, wait. who came and took credit for, I guess, oh, coming I up with it. Oh, I thought you were going to say that that yeah. was a white guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it was um, a white guy who uh, some part of his name was named Stanley. Ibgis and he got credited for, you know what I'm saying, coming up with the game itself and stuff like that. And so that's why it's called the Stanley Cup now. Mm. But the, wow. the actual origin of it like the, came yeah, from black people. The roots people. of the game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> didn't know that. Would y'all play hockey? I'll I've play, never played, I'll but I'll try. I'll play field hockey. I'll, that's what I would do. I'll play both, but I don't think I can. I never ice I can't. Skated. I don't think I I'll bust my ass but I I, before skate, I even so play. I don't know. <laughs> but the field hockey, I'll try that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get right in field hockey. All right. I'll go next. All right. <laughs> the fuck you got? Have you sleep, Huey? So my show and tell is just a little interactive little game. Not for us to play right now, but for like the fans can go and do this later. So I was telling y'all a little bit about this earlier, but then I stopped because I was like, oh, word, I'm going to use this for my show and tell. Mm. All right. So go to the Jeremiah song, We, right? And you know that part at the beginning where he's like, So in the comments of that song, there's like a whole bunch of little meme comments of like, it's like eight to 24. And it's like the link to that little snippet. Yeah. uh It's like when you bite into some hot food and you can't spit it out. (laughs) And it's just a whole bunch of (laughs) like comments that are just funny as fuck. So when you're feeling down, you you could go to that video and just scroll the comments and just click the little hyperlinks and read what they're saying as he's saying it. It's like, it's like a hundred. It's like almost all the fucking comments are that. (gasps) When you wake up and your charger wasn't plugged in. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, that shit does hurt, dog. I don't give a fuck. I hate that shit, bro. I hate waking up on my phone that's not charged, dog. When your that mom shit. has your report card in one hand and a belt in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y- y'all, y'all ever got your asshole behind a report card? Have I ever got my... Nah, nah. Bro, I got my ass whooped. But it wasn't it wasn't because of a Damn. report card. It was like, well, it was a progress report, but I think it was because Damn, I, I, beat your ass I over a progress well, it was report? it was no, it was like I lied about some shit. That's why I got whooped. Oh. But the fact that I was failing didn't help either. <laughs> it was like I lied about some shit and, and then I had to show failing. this failing ass progress report. <laughs> and like, you know, what was the you know the excuses that they always use and shit like um she just put the grades in. Uh it's not like that right now. It's, yeah. actually, it's, actually, it's actually a B yeah. now, but when she put yeah. it in it was an F. <laughs> Bruh, I didn't get my ass whipped over a, a report card but i did get my ass whipped over a grade and it's kind of similar to you if like it's just some stupid shit that i did <laughs> so like i was like i was supposed to be like doing updates on like these specific like little pieces of work for my teacher or whatever right yeah and so like some of them i would do and like some of them i would just half-ass and get like bad grades on <laughs> so i remember my dad was like all right the next time like tomorrow when you walk in, I want to see that grade from that shit that you were supposed to bring in, right? And I was like, all right, bet. But when I went to school, <laughs> I went How to school, old were you like, again? Ah, bro, I was probably like, I don't know, like fourth grade or some shit like so that. So like eight or nine. So I, I went and got it. And I fucking failed the, the little uh, assignment. I was like, fuck. And it's like a makeup assignment. So, you know, like you fucked around and failed the first one and failed the second thing. <laughs> so I brought it. I brought it home. My dad was like, I don't want to see it. And like I was he was, I was like, OK. And I don't know why I did this, but like. I was just saying like, oh, I can't find it. <laughs> so like, he was like, find, search through your bag and you're going to fucking, you're going to f- keep searching until I see that fucking paper, right? Oh, bro. So let me tell you what I did. Wait, is he standing over you as you're looking? No, 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 no. Oh, he shit. He walked away, right? So th- let me tell you what I did, bro. So I took the paper, bro, and I ate it. I was like, he'll never be able to find it now. Hey, bro. So I, I took the paper. Don't flush it down the toilet. Just eat that shit. I ate it, bro. Because I was like, if I flush it, he might go in the pipes. If I throw it away, he might fucking be like, what the fuck is this? So I balled up the paper and when he went away, I ate I ate it, bro. So he came back. He was like, okay, where is it? I was like, dad, I just, I can't find it. I don't know. I just can't fucking find it. And like, I think he's like, all right. All right. And that, I think he just started beating my ass until I told him what I did with it. Because like, he knew I was fucking lying. I was he beat like, the shit out of you, huh? And my mom was right there. And I, and I was like, I ate it. <laughs> and I just remember my mom just started laughing like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> bro, yeah, bro. That's the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. Where the nigga just took the paper and he was just like, oh. I was, it was quick thinking. He was like, I'll be right back. He just walked to the bro, kitchen. So wait a hold up. Fuck. You had... I'm thinking this. So this is an assignment. It's regular like bro. length as far yes, as bro. And it's you just ate a regular the- assignment that I just fucked around on and either didn't do. Did you ball it up and eat? Did you ripped it up? Bro, I, I think either one. Either <laughs> one worked. I just, I just remember eating it and then get my ass whooped over it. And then yeah, I got my ass whooped again because he was like, "And you lied." 
So, oh my gosh, yeah. bro! Yeah, people don't understand how crucial them progress report days were. Yeah, bro. Because like they would say, oh, and um, and last period. You're gonna get your uh, you know how it was to read and hide, fuck, bro. Like, fuck, that was dog. the most stressful moments of our lives. And then when make you, you get wait it? all day to get that shit, then you're like, fuck. <laughs> On the bus ride home, you're just like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. What lie am I gonna tell? How am I gonna get myself out of this shit? Uh, yeah, you said you'd be like, yeah, we didn't get ours today. <laughs> yeah, like or, we didn't get ours today. Like, but it's just like I hers. It's like, <laughs> fuck. You see, God for, damn for, it. for my school, it was different. We didn't have the progress report. We were already like in 2025 and shit so like <laughs> they sent it on the computer yeah so oh, my mom had, my mom had to log in so whenever she felt like it, she would just log in see how I was doing oh shit oh and so no we had some like the ESAs we had ESAs oh yeah we did start having that shit oh it was like, man it wouldn't be your official progress it would be like showing you where you are at the moment at the and moment. anytime your mom or your dad could like sign and be like okay what's up with this 65 like what the fuck is this or whatever you know yeah I mean? that, that that shit was they just so sent that shit straight to your fucking so parents there was no there was wow. no lying bro she could just log in whenever she felt <laughs> like it <laughs> but yeah there was a period of time where we didn't have that and we were eternally grateful we finesse and be like um Man, we get ours next the week. time when i didn't have that was the time when i was an a student and i was back in like middle school elementary whatever i was wow. feeling in nigga. <laughs> 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 like I was like AB honor roll from like what uh, pre-K to like maybe fourth grade yeah, yeah. and then that just stopped like in fifth grade for me too mine stopped when I got to middle school I remember Same. getting my first C in middle school and you thought that shit was a big deal bro, huh? I, until you got that 49 I think I cried <laughs> When I, I was like, fuck, bro. bro I remember, I remember, I remember like fourth grade. I would see white kids like fucking cry and shit because they didn't get a 95. I only got a 91. What the fuck? I would always those fucking, fucking privileged motherfuckers. Pe- I hate yo, them. Yo, it wasn't just like, well, for us, we didn't have no white people at our school. But I remember there were like people that would get like straight A's and shit. If we did, they were in group like, homes. <laughs> Damn, that ain't funny, but it is kind of funny. And it's true. It's true. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there would be them fucking valedictorian aspiring ass students. I'd be like, how the fuck did I get a 90 fucking eight when I'm supposed to have a hundred? What the fuck? You ungrateful motherfucker. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> like, I have to go home and explain this 73 <laughs> fucking parents, and I'm just happy to have that. Like, bro. Fuck you. Um, okay, so, okay. Last thing about this, we can move on. I was in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And I was, it was social studies, right? And in hindsight, I didn't know how fine she was at the time. Like, I knew at fifth grade, but it's like. Oh, never mind. No, we we didn't go to the same elementary school. I thought you were talking about. uh, Nah, um, I went to Shadow Rock. Shout out to Shadow Rock. Name drop. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Shadow Rock. Um, I was in fifth grade, and it was a teacher named Miss Lacey, right? Fine as hell. And, (laughs) like, bro, I had got like a 54. I had a 54 in that class, dog. I'm not just talking about like high 60s film. I'm talking about, nigga, I'm failing, failing, bro. You're deep in that. Yeah, so like, and it was the day, like, I think my, I think my aunt's birthday hat was that day. Oh, and she, um, this is another aunt. Who um she had yeah, she yeah. she had passed a long time ago yeah. and it was her birthday that same day and I had told like some lie about the progress report and then like when my parents found out oh no I I had forged somebody's signature oh <gasps> yeah I, nigga, I did at that. what age at like ten. 11. 11, bro. <laughs> Listen, I have four. I have four. Somebody's signature on some shit. Because you remember sometimes they would have to give you an assignment to yeah. get the sign. But yeah. I used to hate that oh, shit. Yeah, they used to be like, mean, you get your mom to sign this so they know you fucking for the, up. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? I'm like, why are you trying to, like, trying to like incriminate me, bitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was that was terrible because Damn. not only because I felt bad because it was my, my um, like, my aunt had, um, my aunt has, uh, has been 
deceased now for about 15 years and mm-hmm. she was deceased at the time and it was her birthday that same oh, day it was, so oh, it was all that happened on that damn. same day where it came out that I had lied and had forged damn. this oh. and then like it was a phone was, call home yeah. it was like all that shit and then so like damn that was a bad day bro that was, it was all behind of a grade that I could have been I could have had much better yeah. you know what I'm saying I could have had a much better grade I thought you were saying like she was alive and like no she had birthday. at that point she had she had damn, been sorry, deceased for about 8 that. years or damn. 6 years at that so point. it was just a bad day yeah, like it was. It was, it so was everybody's her, upset about that, and then you're like, "And I'm fucking failing." Forging, yeah, it was all that forging signatures. It was like all that. It was like all fuck. that, bro. That was it. Like uh, it's certain moments that. related to progress reports in my childhood that I'll never forget. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that shit was that shit sucked. Yeah, I fucking bet. we got a whole impromptu progress report segment, but I hope y'all appreciate that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's that real shit. That shit. Oh, all right, man. so we have my show. PTSD. We got my show and tell. Then we're going to transition to something special. Okay, so um, are YouTube rappers and producers actually becoming legit? Let's talk about it. Okay. Mm. YouTube rappers? Yeah. There's producers. a whole section called YouTube oh, you rappers? Oh, you don't know about the YouTube rappers, dog? Yeah, bro, Give so, me an example. Okay, so we got fucking... All right, so first of all, we have Rice Gum going platinum on iTunes. Okay, let's well, talk about that. Okay, well, now see, <laughs> he's get, okay. But, but he's I, me, I'm not even. He's in. not a real YouTube. Well, he's not a real rapper. He's, he's real, the definition of a YouTube rapper. You, <laughs> so he doesn't. He doesn't care Jake about Paul, rap. We're talking about like people. Well, okay. I'm talking. I'd be repping for the people that be like rapping like Dax and fucking. Yeah, yeah I was, I was finna get Pontiac into that. and Quad. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. So, so. Even with Dax, we even see him. He's even doing the whole rap transitioning. He's transitioning. Yeah. He got into a whole beef yeah, he, recently. He's already in beef with like a uh, well, Tory Lanez. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's glowing up. No, so yeah, sorry, that, he, he wants that beef because Tory Lanez sorry, is, man. you know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. Say sorry, That situation <laughs> was fucked up, man. I feel for Dax on that one, man. That is that the one where he got up. jumped behind some shit? Yeah, and then it, like Tory Lanez Oh, yeah, that shit was whack. That shit was whack as fuck. Yeah, I remember you telling us about that. That shit was whack as fuck. Yeah. And as far as other YouTube. Rappers, we got Bilu actually. Getting, yeah, yeah, Bilu. Who's he's actually, actually getting placements and shit. Yeah, he's on Quadeca's project too. <laughs> yeah, so are YouTube rappers actually becoming legit now? So like, let's talk first. Let's talk about that fucking rice gum and them niggas situation. Okay, so, yeah, so we got those type of YouTube. They, rappers. Those are the people that when most people think YouTube rapper that aren't like us that don't like cert like listen to YouTube rappers mm-hmm. and shit. Who they think of? Rice gum, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and them niggas that are like yeah, getting uh, more streams than Kendrick, but they're making oh my god the wackest songs you've ever. Heard oh my in your gosh, what has happened life. to rap? Oh my, no, no, no. Fucking these god. niggas are giving. Uh, rap a bad name. Don't don't focus on them. Yeah, don't Those niggas are trash. They just have a fan base of like two year olds that steal <laughs> their parents' credit cards and go and fucking buy the fucking album just because they think that two Rice Gum's funny. Goddamn. Two year olds. Smartest two year olds. Yes, bro. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> That's their fucking fan base, and they're making like these offbeat, whack ass songs. Except Come on, Beverly only, Hills. And like they, they obviously like don't that. care about rapping. They just yeah. fucking rapping for the hell of it. Although I will say, like, remember when KSI and Logan Paul had that boxing match? Yeah, Logan Paul actually released a diss track on KSI that I thought was actually pretty good. But besides that, <laughs> besides all that, they just making these trash ass songs and, and that shit is crazy, bro. Like just profiting off it. rap, making horrible ass songs and Buy just my like merch guys going platinum. <laughs> like that's the type of shit with like if you're in the car and like, oh play that song that went platinum that you made. I would be embarrassed as fuck <laughs> to put that shit on if I'm fucking Jake Paul and shit or or fucking Rice Gum. But they probably don't give a fuck. They're just doing it just for the money, bro. 
which like yeah and yeah full uh, disclosure i am not they it seems it seems to be good that i'm not familiar with them like that because y'all are you know what i'm saying they seem like i know i've heard of jake paul and like the motherfuckers like but i thought they were hated for a different reason they are they are we're rap heads so yeah we're (laughs) we're mad at that (laughs) yeah it's just crazy so get get into like the legitimate ones it's not even their fault it's like the fault of like just how everything's set up nowadays yeah, like yeah. you don't have to yeah. care about shit. Yeah. But so, hey. as far as the legit ones, <laughs> yes, the ones that actually try to like the ones that care about rap, the craft. Yes. So yeah, your, we, what was your ha- question? Are they becoming legit? Yeah. Are I they think, actually legit artists now? I think that, and we'll get into this more when we do the review with artists like Quadeca and Dax making mm-hmm. projects, releasing them, actually getting features and mention on major platforms oh, and shit. And don't forget Scarlord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlord. They're like literally paving the way for the it's like how mm-hmm. it was the soundcloud rapper now mm-hmm. it's gonna be the youtube rapper they're like paving the way for like oh you're gonna take us seriously like we're actually trying to make music which is a smart thing to do they already had these fan bases based off their youtube subscribers and they like making music and so now they're like actually putting their th- these are the people that's like what they wanted to do first was make music mm-hmm. then they just so happen to have a fan base off some other shit yeah and so then they just combine the two and now they're instead of making youtube diss tracks and shit all them corny ass diss tracks that are just yeah, for views they're, they're making, making legit songs. songs like they're just so, literally talking oh, about and themselves. let's let's not forget how uh your boy windows was a, a producer from youtube mm-hmm. that you know oh, was a, actually on the ski mask project oh, he, oh yeah. he makes mm-hmm. a whole bunch of uh, ski mask beats so with all this whole wave of like the tight beats producer yeah. the people like n- like too. namir song was a tight mm-hmm. beat song ski mask been using them like they're finna start getting some notability like, yeah you know um cash money ap he's also yeah. a youtube yeah. producer but yeah. now he, he moved from being you know a youtube his, producer to like working with uzi mm-hmm. and fucking drake and maybe and you know so then, yeah they, they are becoming legit then if that's the case then i, I would say yes yeah it's just the only thing is like there's not enough headrunners yet for the youtube rap right. wave rapper wave anyway but right. they're finna start coming up like, so is that a label that they want or is that a label that they're trying to shed? They're like, they be saying, I'm not a YouTube rapper. I'm a fucking real rapper. But like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They're, they're essentially, they're both. Like, I don't consider them like, oh, they're a, lesser mean, they're, than. They're kind of changing the narrative of the title. Yeah. Because when you yeah. used to be the like, oh, he's just are, a YouTube yeah. rapper. It's like something negative sounding where it's like, you just. You're limited to YouTube. Yeah. You make yeah. diss tracks and they think of like the Rice Gum songs and shit yeah. like that. But like. These are people that are from YouTube and rappers. So it's like, I would embrace that shit. Embrace YouTube rapper and fucking use some clever wordplay with that. Like, that's fine. Like, you'd be like, okay, and I'm making good shit, making better shit than these mainstream niggas. Yeah. So, so niggas like Quadeca and Dax, they're, they're separate, they're separating the line from people with a YouTube channel that make rap content for that channel Mm -hmm. and YouTube niggas that actually like want to rap. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to start to see people that start off as YouTube blowing up off like from their channels and being like the better the music gets. You know what I'm saying? Because like you can tell between the people that are like always have been passionate about music versus the people that are just like, shit, I might as well go ahead and try my hand at a rap career now that I got this fame. Like, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's like it could be um, it could be another leg for um, an independent artist to stand on. You know what I'm saying? Like it gives you more incentive to not sign in some cases if you already got a loyal fan base and we know that's the wave right now. You feel me? Um, and it's like rapper, like rappers are already labeled within itself. But then, like it seems like we have all these labels that come before the label being a rapper, it's like SoundCloud rapper, Mumba rapper, YouTube rapper. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these. It's like a, you get it's a double label. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like 
I didn't even know that that was considered like a whole section of motherfuckers. Hey, people yeah. should be happy about that though. It's just another way to get on. Yeah, what you mean like yeah. yeah? If you care, I will say that. If yeah. you care if you about rap, if you just make good music, I'll hear reviews that I ain't fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of these YouTube rappers that we're finna talk about is Quadeca. He just dropped. It's not his debut album, but. It's, 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 it's his, his first, first album, album in the light like, yeah in the light or like people like kind of know him yeah know his mean? first album where he's had some notoriety surrounding it yeah, yeah. so I want to transition into that yeah go yeah, ahead alright let's, All right, it, let's get into it Quadeca voice memos uh, 2019 album review yeah man so I was looking forward to this because um, well first let's talk about how we discovered him mm-hmm. I just I discovered him like a little over a year ago off of those uh those types of rap type videos like 20 styles of rap he was doing them like so perfectly and he was mixing them so perfectly that i was like damn run i know he can actually like spit (laughs) yeah yeah. i think okay so if i'm remembering it correctly i think you put me on to him with that first or i'm not sure i think but i think you oh no we we may have discovered the same type of video right yeah. Where I was like, oh yeah, I've seen those or whatever. They're funny. They're good or whatever. And then I was like, let me actually check out this nigga's music because I because like oh, I would yeah, see yeah, like, that's how it was. I would yeah. see um little suggested shit. It was like oh Quadeca music. And this mm-hmm. was like you know whenever he first started doing those little types of rap videos. Yeah. Um. So a while ago, and like I was just, I was like hold up man, his music is actually like good. Yeah. I'm like people are <laughs> sleeping on Quadeca right, and so. Um, yeah, I started like listening, going to his SoundCloud, listening to some of his shit, like checking out some of his older shit. And I was like, yeah, bro, he, dude has potential. He's, he's pretty good. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like yeah. how he's like this, like semi lyrical, lyrical when he wants to be hype, when he wants to be type dude, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause it's kind of like the same vein where we kind of fall into, you know? Um, so yeah, I was like, he's good. And like, Quadek is white, by the way. Yeah, just he's literally just, he's literally an 18 year old white kid yeah, that. Right. He was born in 2000. That should have right. just, he was yeah. born in two fucking thousand. And the reason I bring that up is because he's like, in my opinion, he's the best YouTube rapper out right now. Exactly. In my opinion, which is why I'm bringing exactly. up this white boy is outshining. He, he's, he's the <laughs> most you know industry ready. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like he's the one that cares about music the most. The most, because he's the one mixing his shit too. And, and he don't be. On some dumb shit, he don't be saying the n word. He don't be doing some hooligan shit. You know what I'm saying? He's he just he just, he just a, raps about what he's just himself. Like just whatever cool, yeah. just a chill like now, white rapper. Now on on this album, which is an extension of what we were just talking about, um, he uses a lot of these up tempo type of beats. Yeah, but like it's a very good switch up mm-hmm. i should say like he has a he has a lot of different vibes in this album because like he'll he'll he has a bunch of hype tracks on here and then he'll go into right into like tracks re- a really deep introspective track like you know what I'm saying get you in his mind at, and then he brings you into these uh these lyrical showcases mm-hmm. i should i should say and you know he, he does all of these things like so well on this album it just it just makes me yeah, question, like Wow, he's his bro. The this album is really better than a lot of these mainstream albums that be coming exactly. out that have been coming out because it's exactly. like he had an idea, he put that shit into action. He has some cohesion with it. Mm-hmm. He fucking you know what I'm saying he, he made some of the beats on here. Yeah, yeah. He like literally produced like put this shit together, yep. and, and it shows that he's not just like oh I'm just throwing out some songs. There's structure here. There's songs that reference other songs in the in the album. Mm-hmm. There's like a kind of like a clear storyline uh, to a certain extent, and it's just like 
bro it's just it's uh, it's a great album from yeah. like an up and coming rapper especially like i think this th- his album will mark like a chapter and like okay yeah. time to start taking these youtube niggas seriously Ex- exactly you know what I'm saying? because like he he's pulling all of these flows out of his ass in right. this album and and that's that's what we know him for yeah he, he showcases that in such a, a great light that yeah. is just man and, and how quadeca quadeca has been starting to get like a lot more notability lately mm-hmm. because of his whole beef with ksi yes where Good first point. off he like his diss track was better in my opinion him and uh, ksi went back and forth with the diss tracks now that you know it was kind of more so it wasn't like a serious beef you could tell it was just more so like ksi said some shit about quadeca quadeca used the opportunity it was like okay bet finna capitalize yep. off this nigga's name because he just was in one of the most popular events of the year yeah so <laughs> you know what i'm saying and quadeca it's like you can say like you can't really say ksi gave him that because quadeca had to earn it by having a either a better diss track mm-hmm. or not if he would have had a whack diss track people probably like what the fuck is this nigga like get in, him out of here in fact he he dropped uh, actually i'm not even gonna say that proceed yeah but like man i don't know he oh, oh yeah so what I was saying was like so he's got that notability from that that got him to like over a million subscribers and he's still going up and so now he releases this project that he's been working on for he says like over like a year and yeah a half he, and he shit. hasn't dropped anything since 2017 and besides just like some singles that and also are on the album on the album as well so when we get into this album like the structure of it is just I think it's really nice he starts off with like ego death which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs from there because like. It's like a perfect intro song. Um, when I listened, I didn't like the beginning of it that much. Like it was, yeah. that was just kind of neutral. The little singing part that was, he was that he was stemming that from the uh, the KSI disc because he yeah. did that he too, did that. <laughs> where he would just like do some weird singing shit. Yeah. So like as soon as you cut on, it's like oh, who does YouTube Wait, nigga just this? singing some shit? And then it's like and the switches up. So he kind of needed that like part just so he can surprise you with the beat switches exactly and yeah he does a lot of switching up of flows on this album and what another thing i really love about it is like it's no filler it's no filler it's what we've been acting for it's completely just what he wanted to put on here he it doesn't seem like he's just like oh i'm just trying to get all the streams let me put 80 million songs on this bitch (laughs) it's just like a clear concise little project that you can listen through it's different enough that you can listen through it with like being surprised and not get bored you know yes. what I'm saying? So, and yeah, when, bro. When you, I, I really like this project. And when you give this when you give this project a deep listen, you really find out more about Quadeca as a person because he ranges into a different. He, he has a he has a whole bunch of topics that he dives into, ranging from like childhood innocence, relationships, missing exes, heartbreak, insecurity, um, and self-doubt in the rap game and of course depression so yeah you you kind of hear this this genuine this gen well when you look at the lyrics you, you see this this genuine message coming from quadeca but yeah. when you're listening to it sonically you're just like oh yeah this, this, is, this is vibing yeah, and then it's like it's the perfect blend of like or an, a near perfect blend of like sounds good saying some shit that's fi or introspective or like oh okay that made me think so it's like you can listen through it if like once you've like deciphered the lyrics you could literally put it on just to have some like hype music on in the background mm-hmm. or you could listen to the story like you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah he does that really nice but the main problem for this project for me is the fact that he he has so many flows because on on some of the songs were like 
Uh, okay, so some of the songs he'll fucking start off with like a hype ass melody, and then get a good, really a good, <laughs> yeah. He'll start off with a good singing melody, then he'll transition to a ski mask flow, and then he'll transition into like being lyrical. When really, I I just want to like just vibe out to this shit. <laughs> if, if you're starting off hyping shit, I kind of I like that aspect of it. I see where you're coming from though, because mm-hmm. like to a certain extent. Um, it's like if you were playing this just as a single, you would be like getting hype and you'd be like, oh, man, what the fuck? I don't want to be sad right now. Like type <laughs> shit. Right. But it's like for me in the context of the album, it works really well. Yeah. And I, I kind of like because like some of the parts I'm like, oh, he didn't really need to switch it up here. Like yeah. the bridge is kind of like letting me down. But then the second half of the song is also another good song to me. Mm-hmm. So he kind of it doesn't seem too rushed in my opinion because like I don't think this is rushed at all. So it's like it it just. I don't know. I like the way the fact that he mixed it up. He's trying some new shit. He's trying some different mm-hmm. shit. He's not just gonna stick to one flow. Like he's not just gonna be. You know what I'm saying? And, and the the songs that are more so like that are kind of like uh, shorter. I think except yeah. for was imagination short. I mean, what was the length of that song? Oh shit! <laughs> that was <laughs> nigga yeah. said the album's so good. I gotta play it on the podcast. You motherfuckers, dog. <laughs> that one was like two that was like three. one of the only songs where like he kind of <clears throat> stuck to that like one flow throughout exactly. it. And it's still I, I and that was one of the songs I didn't like as much. But that was, but that was your favorite song. That's probably my favorite. Song. Favorite tracks. Let's 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 take a let's take a uh, an aspect from our uh, fellow people here at Dead in Hip Hop. <laughs> favorite tracks. Favorite tracks. Five. What, 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 <laughs> hey, what did you think about more? the album? By the way. Oh, um, I mean, I, I thought it was good. You know, what I'm saying I'm not. I don't really follow Kardeka like that, but I listened to the album. Um, I thought it was good. More of the same um sentiments you guys echoed. Um, the production was experimental. I liked it. Um, I liked the melodies on it. Um, he actually is lyrical, and he's. You can tell he's not trying to be anything other than himself. You feel me? So, um, I thought the album was good. I think it's a good overall solid project. Yeah. But is, is it better than Offsets? Um, damn, that's that's kind of hard to compare because two totally <laughs> different kind of albums. Yeah, to I was, that was just so a random. Which one did you enjoy more? Um, personally, I think know. I think Offset's album probably has more replay replay value to me because it slightly does. But slightly, hey, man, but, just, like but maybe fact- okay, but maybe as a cohesive album, as far as like quality, Uh-oh. this might be better than that because well, just because like it seems like. When I listen to it, um, like I said, you guys are like like, like bigger fans and like know him more intensively than I do. But like mm-hmm. just kind of like from a new like person's perspective, mm-hmm. getting yeah. to like being introduced to him really for the first time, yeah. Um, it's like it's it's a good it's a really good introduction because um, his like he's like I said, he flows, he switches up nicely and not too much. Um, and his melodies again are just really good on this project. Catchy. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, I would say just the thing that caught my ear most is the production and the melodies and his lyrics are like just a nice compliment. And the to fact it. that we can even compare Quadeca to Offset, one of the biggest rappers in and the world. And Quadeca's not even signed. And Quadeca's 18 years He's 18 old. 18 years old. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is that say more good shit about Quadeca or more bad shit about Offset? Good shit about Quadeca. Yeah, I don't even think Quadeca graduated high school yet. I don't think so either. God damn. <laughs> yeah, like, he's already in position to be big. That shows that this whole YouTube yeah. rapper wave is starting to be it's, something it's, serious, it's, bro. It's fucking serious. Like, I think he's... I watched a video where he said he's going to be on Genius or some shit, like, coming yeah, up and like, for one of the songs. He tried to get some songs on World Star too, but it didn't pan out. Yeah. But, Favorite songs? Um, for me... Wait, wait. Yeah, okay, so... For me, I would I, I like ego death. What? Yeah, I'm on my ego death. I had to reassess. I had to resurrect. Yeah. 
I just wanna be the best But I had to reassess Is that why I'm feeling less? Yeah, huh. my songs about pulling like yay. Huh. They think they control of my fate. Huh. Cut to the chart, I know y'all are not rappers. You just an island is like, hey, huh. I just put up. Imagination, a dream I can't remember. The man on my left shoulder, uh huh, wore unusual eyes in these days. Those are all the ones I liked. And a note about, uh, uh, le- the man on my le- left shoulder yeah, I watched his video And he said he thinks that that's the best song he's ever made You were close, now you further than the oldest Sometimes I wonder why I'm headed towards a cold place Feel like let me fix you I don't fuck with cold play yeah. Wish I could forget I cannot forgive yeah. Every step, I gotta relive yeah. Take a breath, feel it in my ribs yeah. Let my voice yeah. fit into the mix Because that's because that's really the song where like he he's literally talking about everything, every topic that I mentioned. He's literally talking about the childhood innocence, the relationship stuff, the insecurity in the rap game. Yeah, I'll give it to okay. So my two, you did five. He did however many. It don't matter however many. Just ego death. Um, uh huh. Because that shit is fun. These days is my favorite song on the album. That shit just pulls everything together so nicely. Real thing. That shit was hype and I'm crap. Who am I gonna? What is I'm? What am I gonna do for the last one? Uh, probably good. thank you next. That shit is fun. Okay, we need, we need to fucking talk about. That I like the I like the fact that he titled it that too. Yeah, because you we know where he got that from. Well, actually, um, actually. I, oh, and I like eyes. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think he got thank you next from Ariana. I mean, he well, he, know, he knows it's going to be correlated to that. According to Genius, I'm going to just say that. According to Genius, he, he wrote that song before thank you next was even a thing. Well, he just got lucky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he <laughs> yeah. knew that when he released it now, he knew it was going to be like a thing. Yeah. Um, um, but like, even though those are like more to highlight for me, there's not really any songs. Maybe with okay, there's no like bad songs on yeah, here that you'd be bad. like, oh, this is trash. There are some that stand high, and there are some that are kind of low. That I'm like, this is okay song. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the really the that unusual song. Um, it grew on me a little bit more, but I even when that song was just a single, like, I didn't really like it that much. I was like, uh, yeah, I kinda, didn't, yeah, well, yeah, and yeah, it was kind of just. So, wait, what are your favorite songs again? Oh crap! Uh, uh, ego death. Thank you next. Uh huh. Real thing. Eyes in these days. Those are okay. probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Um, my favorites um are imagination, the man on my left shoulder. Uh huh. War uh-huh. in these days. These days. Okay, we, you and I, we need to fucking talk about track four before we get out of here. So, Thank you, next. Yes. Crap, I think that's the song where I'm just going to mention this lyric that I was talking about earlier that that shit was fi that stood out to me, oh where it says, uh, roll on your block like some Campbells. Do y'all get it? That Was, was that what you told us earlier? Oh, yeah. I thought it? you were talking about another line. No, no, no. Do you get it? Wait, say it again. He said, I'll roll on your block like some Campbells. Cause Campbell's You don't remember that commercial Where there oh. was like That can of Campbell's Chicken noodle soup, soup. That rolled yeah, the All the way to, your, to, the, to the person's door Okay that's an I was like, nostalgic your, I was like Roll on your block Like some Campbell's That's like, a nostalgic you, Yeah okay like, Now it makes sense I was like Chicken noodle soup Doesn't roll What the fuck Is this nigga talking about And I was like Oh shit that commercial Yeah That dang. shit was fire Like okay You know what I'm saying Wait, like, It's just a That's in a What What'd you say 
say it could also mean like FBI, CIA. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it could also mean like rolling your block, like FBI. You know yeah. what I'm saying? CIA, <laughs> like double meanings in this bitch. Yeah. If he meant that, that he's on another level already. <laughs> yeah. He, pro- he probably he probably he probably did because he he was talking about it. He was saying that like there's multiple interpretations to the album and the tracks and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, wow. that shit was just fine. Like that was just I don't know. That's just the one bar I wanted to bring up because I was like, huh? And then I remember that commercial. I was like, oh shit, that shit's fine. Wow. Okay. So for that, thank you. Next track. The beat was hard as fuck. It's just I did not like at all the way he came on that shit. She was corny Bro, as fuck to me. That shit was fire as fuck. She was corny as fuck to when me. He I, said, these niggas looking for a debate I, whether it was corny or whether it was fire. How, how you gonna have a beat that, that? How you gonna have a beat that bangs that hard <gasps> and that empty? But you're just gonna come on there corny and shit. Bro, he came on there like he didn't give a fuck, and that's the oh. part that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first line <laughs> of that song? He he was like, "Guess who took your bitch?" No, no, that was or the second like line. But yeah, that line was fire. It was like. Who just took Oh yeah he said None of my shit fucking match I'm still the best dress huh? Who just fucked my bitch Take your best guess huh. That shit was funny That shit was corny to me bro That shit was fire bro And then the, the feature didn't make it any better either And the, the feature was okay The way the beat came in He was trying to do too much Anyway uh, I give this a week seven And then, But I, what I'll say about the features is None of the features outshined him which is good. good. That's good. There are literally like features that just kind of like, okay, put him in here to compliment, give myself a little mm-hmm. stretching time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that says a lot about him as well. Cause there are none of the song, like my favorite songs are the ones where you, well, my like top favorite songs are the ones where he's just by himself fucking oh, around yeah. experimenting. Yeah. You give it a week seven. Mm-hmm. I give it seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. And I'm still listening to it. So we'll see if it goes yeah, up this or is, down. This is still fresh. It only came out a week ago. So this yeah. is all this is still tentative. Yeah, because you guys remember at first I was like, it's a seven, but listening to it more, I was like, okay, that's going up a half point because I was like, okay, I'm starting to like, you know, like certain songs. I'll give a project a solid seven. Okay. And that's from somebody who never heard a Quadeca song before. I had heard of him, just I had never heard a Phil Project from him. Yeah. Yeah. So I give it a solid seven because I do think that he brought a lot of his, just he added his flavor to it. And that's one of the biggest things I, I think artists need to realize, just make like make be unique like really accentuate what makes you you yeah you feel me yeah so i think it's too many motherfuckers out here sounding the same so i appreciate that so i'll give the project a seven yeah big facts big facts all right all right right. let's promote our socials again though (laughs) that's gonna do it for us uh you can follow me huey revolution on everything at huey revolution um yeah yeah, it's your boy Nemo. Uh, you can follow me on everything at Nemo the Zeus, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at King Ramil. That's King R A H M I L. Appreciate you guys. See you next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, one last thing. And follow. Goddamn, our- nigga, you fucked up my clothes, yeah, bro. Nigga, damn. damn, nigga, hold up, nigga. I'm trying to put this on. <laughs> and follow us on uh, our YouTube channel at Low Mid. And uh, yeah, now you can go ahead and close out again. Dang, now, now, now you gotta close it out. No, you gotta close it out no, now. Bro, you close it out. <laughs> you gotta close it out, dog. <laughs> you go, no, you close out. Fine, I'll close hey, it out. We out, bitch. Right. Fuck you, mean. <laughs>